You're listening to the podcast for grain merchandisers by grain merchandisers. Join us in our good humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and half truths. And now, from deep in America's heartland, this is the Elevator's Cut. Welcome back to another episode of The Elevator's Cut. I am one of your hosts, Jason Wheeler. I'm one of your hosts, Roger Gaddis. All right, welcome back. And I guess I'd like to start by apologizing for, as we always should, (laughs) for anything that may happen in this episode. Uh, My my idea for this episode is uh, a Harvest Time Companion episode. (laughs) Like, because... We Prairie did. home companion type yes. of Garrison Keeler over yeah, absolutely. here. Absolutely. And you know, I was thinking most people tell us, hey, we accidentally your podcast was accidentally playing in the background while I was trying to, you know, keep Live my kids <laughs> keep my kids from fighting or whatever. And I heard you say something. And so it's like we're just we're background like anything, you know, we're just background music or exactly. audio to your life. And um and so Harvest time is upon us, Roger. So I figured, why not? Our, our episodes normally like 30, 40 minutes. Uh, sometimes we get aggressive and go 45. That? Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy. So, but I know I listen to other podcasts that are just meandering stupidity, kind of, you know, which is very on <laughs> brand for a longer time frame. Yes. Is that the difference? And they go, they go and they go. And, but I end up listening to them for, you know, I'm sure at this point you figured out to put us on at two times speed and, and get through it quick if you listen at all. <laughs> but but I thought it's harvest time. People need a lot of background audio to their life, whether they're at the elevator, they're on the farm. Yeah, you name it. Working working long hours. The dump pit. Yeah, exactly. We're working long hours and it's like, yeah, you know. So we want to do our part to help because we don't do anything in the fall. We're we're, we're I, that's that's rough, but we're kind of worthless come fall yeah. because nobody has time for us. We talk to elevators all the time about, about what's going on, and for the most part, they're too busy. Oh, this time of year, it's, it's yeah, it's time to make money. So we do fantasy football drafts and watch football. This is what I do. Roger doesn't care about football, but I don't. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a vista blank. Yeah, August to December. Anyway, so my goal for this episode is for us to talk, and we're probably going to go off onto some some weird topics, but hopefully stay around ag occasionally, and and have have some fun, and be a little comic relief to to your your work. So don't put us on two times uh, speed this time because the whole to point be determined. is is this going to you know we're going to go for a bit. We don't have a name for this yet either, so there's that. <laughs> well, I thought Harvest Time Companion episode would be good, right? Swipe left. <laughs> good. Is that good or bad? That's yes. Oh, okay. All right. It's the I don't know. I'm learning. I can't imagine these days. I can't imagine the swiping thing. It blows my mind. Yeah. Okay. But maybe they should do that for like you know. People should put that on their app, the elevator for contracts or prices. So just swipe left or right if you like this price. There you go. That's uh the... oh, catfished. <laughs> You've been e-signed. <laughs> uh, uh, was that a six? It was a nine. A dyslexic moment. <laughs> uh the elevator's cut, if you will. So here we are. 
All right. So we we wrote a few topics up there. Not not all super have to do with uh, with the business of importance. But you know, maybe a, maybe just a look a little deeper into Roger and I's uh, psyche. Maybe at at times this episode. So um, no, okay. I have a question for go, you. Go, since you wrote go. it up first. You wrote down convenient store foods. I did. Is that different from convenient store foods? <laughs> Like but these it, foods that are convenient that you buy at a store <laughs> could be. I mean, you never know. No, I was thinking about like I go into Casey's or if I'm up. Well, let's just talk about in general. Casey's is, you know, where I live most of the time. I'm driving through, you know, Missouri, Illinois. They're down into Arkansas some. Not that much, but a little bit. And, uh, you know, so I, I see a good bit of Casey's. I'm I'm a whatever I put my phone number in when I pump gas, you know, to get points. Nice. Casey's rewards. That's how they track you. Yeah, it's it's good. So so you got Casey's, which is which is great. People love, and I'm going to be controversial here. I don't mean to be, but people love Casey's pizza, especially at elevators. I hear that's the thing to do is to deliver those to people. In my harvest. opinion, it's not good. I don't like Casey's pizza. I hear the breakfast pizza is good. It looks good. I haven't had it because I don't eat breakfast. Hot take, QT breakfast pizza is better than Casey's. Mm, QT, huh? So now this is the other thing. Now while we're on gas station uh, stuff, there's a QT around here, which is, I think it's based in our area, maybe. I don't know where QT is based out of, but standing for quick trip. But there is a quick trip with a K based out of Wisconsin that beats them all. Beats, it's unbelievable. Is this because you had a banana hat? Yeah, I do. I got a, I've got the bucket hat from <laughs> the Quick Trip bucket hat. It's great. We use it as a rally hat. I, I coach uh, my daughter's softball team, and we use it as our rally hat. Does it work? No, not really, but well, it's fun. Everybody Wisconsin. has a good time. It's like, hey, we're losing at least. Uh, if it's from Wisconsin, you're supposed to probably drink a lot of beer before you use it. That's probably that's probably it. Um, So they frown on that. At the U triple let's say the uh, just drinking. So the Casey's. So what? I mean, again, we're the the food thing. What? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah. So my my thoughts are: What do you get? And you go into Casey's or or whatever convenience store. There's a lot of items there. You, you got your salty, savory. You got your sweet. What's what's your go to? No man's land beef jerky. That's eight thousand dollars an ounce. <laughs> I mean, Phil's paying. I mean, it's really good stuff. It is. All right. So you go with the jerky. Oh yeah. Jerky yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I'm have not, you ever brave been guy. brave enough to to try the Casey's brand of Little Debbie's? I know you're a Little Debbie's aficionado. Yeah. Have you tried the Casey's versions of them? I have so like not. you know, there's you know, Little Debbie's have ding dongs and Casey's has dong dings. <laughs> you know, have you tried those? I have not. But I, I've tried some Casey's branded stuff. It's all good. Uh, but th the best thing they have, Casey's brand, of course, is the uh, pretzels that are dill pickle flavored pretzels. Unreal. So I've been told. Yes, sir. It's so that's good. So if I'm I'm going salty, that's that's a that's a great option. Now I've seen a Casey's hamburger, but I've never talked to anyone that's actually had one. You know, you, you still have it. Okay. I, <laughs> I, you know, assume it's an urban legend of the rural area. Yeah. Well, you know, that that's interesting. Like the, I, I know people do it, but like the hot and 
hot stuff that they make, I assume, get zapped in a microwave and put in the uh, rotisserie out there or whatever. The the merry-go-round of hell. (laughs) Yeah. Pop up in the lazy Susan and inhale, you know. But I don't ever partake in that stuff. Um, So I I couldn't, couldn't tell you. None of it looks great to me. It's too much. Your grease. eyes are not deceiving. <laughs> I'm too. I'm too old, man. But you're a fan of the roller grill from QT. You like? Rust- I could handle a roller grill. A nice taquito, <laughs> tornadoes, yeah, tornadoes. Uh, so every once in a while, I don't. I don't do that a ton. But yeah, so um, I'll, I'll grab those uh, O snap dill pickles, the little pouches of sliced uh, pickles. Those are good. And the best thing on a road trip is. Especially if you're uh, the driver and can control where the vehicle goes, mm-hmm. you go there and you park and you go in, and the snack of choice is the little cup of boiled eggs. Oh no, dude! Uh uh-uh. uh, you do that? Absolutely. Oh no, oh, nah, couldn't yeah, yeah, be yeah. me, man. No sir. Have you ever got a big old cup of chili from the pilot? <laughs> Just dip some chili in a oh. cup and. On the road you, you go. Yeah, some of those trucks. So yeah, they, you got the other side of things, the truck stop. So I mean, I hope everybody can relate to this. Like it's you know, it's harvest time, and you're you know, you're going to the convenience store occasionally. You have no choice. You just have the mercy of whatever people leave at the elevator office for you to eat. <laughs> yeah, I've seen pictures on Twitter of people who have like wives that make them great food to eat in the combine or at the elevator. It's man, that's seems nice, but. I live on convenience store food. And One I know a time lot of I was bribed to stay open for an extra load of corn to get dumped just with a quarter of a partially eaten Subway sandwich because I was just dying. <laughs> Is there any food rolling around in the floorboard of that bot truck? <laughs> Let's go. Here's the deal. <laughs> What's his name? Jared? <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, so, um, I, I like the the case but yeah it blows my mind the options they have there they wouldn't still have them if people didn't get them but i it blows my mind i don't know the they still carry bud light <laughs> that's true it's a deeply discounted so they say um no um uh, so at, at your at your truck stops and stuff they they have even at casey's like you go you got the drinks right you're going through the drinks you got your coca-cola section your pepsi section your water section your brewski sections whatever but you get to the point where they also have foods in there. <laughs> and there's, you know, like the bomb. Yeah, the bomb. That's exactly what I was getting to. The bomb burrito in the freezer or refrigerator. And like they have they have microwaves there like for you to go heat them up there. And it's just crazy to me. <laughs> somebody somebody does that. What has a microwave outside of their home? <laughs> no, no, that you would go to the gas station, get a, the bomb burrito, heat it up in the gas station. That's wild to me. But people must. How is this um, surprising to you? <laughs> it's insane. Is, it, is this a that. communal thing? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it blows my mind. Now, and this has come from a guy who likes to eat frozen burritos for lunch. This is true. Most days. <laughs> terrible. Uh, El Monterey. Stock up at your Walmart. Spanish for thousand deaths. <laughs> uh, but then, so on this on the sweets side, I'm a I'm a York peppermint patty guy. 
Go straight for that. You ever been gifted a comically large York peppermint patty? <laughs> yeah. There's a point where if there's too much filling, which these large ones do, if there's too much filling versus like the ratio of filling to chocolate, it's just like, you know, I think I'm eating toothpaste. I was going to say, point. it's basically toothpaste yeah. in there and not even the good kind. It's like zip toothpaste or something you get at the Dollar Tree. Listen, dude, I don't know. It's a good refreshing ratio. But yeah, if the ratio gets messed up, it's like... I don't know. Are you familiar with the term frothing? <laughs> yes. Tell, tell me more, though. <laughs> so a lot of people, when they go into the store and they see the section that's supposed to make your breath smell better, you got your Tic Tacs, you got your Kurtz, you got your bubble gums, your chewing gums, your icebreakers, your cube gums. Yeah. Yeah, whatever they're called. They're numbers and colors. It's a code. <laughs> but you also have... Your mints, like Altoids, I think Altoids. so it's pronounced. Yep. The, the 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 common myth is that you're supposed to eat one at a time, and not even eat. You're supposed to let it dissolve on your tongue over a period of minutes. The fact of the matter is, no. you should grab a handful and just go to town on them. If you're hungry, just eat. If the you're whole hungry box. and it satisfies your hunger for eight seconds, and you have minty fresh breath. Your tongue loses sensation. You're frothing. <laughs> Good. It's, it's a beautiful thing. You know, um, Altoid, some people, if they have an Altoid, it makes them sneeze immediately. What? <laughs> yes. My wife is one of those people and a uh, friend of the show, Bryce L. Nicky, also one of those Bryce. people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pop it. Give him an Altoid. He's going to sneeze. That's how it works. Anyways, <laughs> I'm serious. This, this is, is a great to know. Yeah, <laughs> this is the thing. So this it's like um you know attached earlobes or whatever. Also attached. You know, some people have attached earlobes. Some people don't. Some people sneeze it out. <laughs> some people don't. Some people froth. You know whatever you do, gotta be your froth. The I will say this on Altoids to stay away from the knockoff. One time I was at the mecca of convenient convenience stores known as Bucky's. Oh yes, Bucky's. And bought some Bucky's mint. I was kind of let down. Really? Stick with the jerky counter, the 80 foot deli counter of beef jerky at, at Bucky's is legit. Bucky's is true. Yeah, I didn't even list them in, in our list because it's well like they're a whole nother it's a different category. World. Yeah. Now there is a uh driving through Illinois, there's a Wally's that's kind of trying to be on it's not quite that level but i mean it's it tries to be it's got their own fudge counter and jerkies and they make you sandwiches and it's like wait, wait wait someone accounts huge. fudge or this is a place to go to buy fudge they make it <laughs> fudge counter they make it <laughs> oh i got you no they make it and they sell it and cut it off by the pound or whatever you do but anyways other convenience store items. so what's your go-to candy or sweet at the, at the convenience store you don't do that no, not so much. Just too much of a health nut. I like uh, I like a good uh, raisinette from time to time. There you go. Those are, those are bad. It's hard to throw, froth those, but I've yeah. tried. So now everybody knows uh, about me. If you follow me on Twitter. Uh, occasionally, I I get into the little Debbie mix uh, debates. I'm I'm a big. Are they Debbie. debates though? <laughs> it's just people playing different games, talking over each other. <laughs> <laughs> little Debbie's big. I don't know. So, I mean, so what's your what's your little Debbie hierarchy? What's your go to there? I don't. I don't know. Come on. 
I'll eat anything. We, uh, you and I both like the donut sticks. Those aren't too bad. Well, apparently that box over there on the countertop well, says we, otherwise. Yeah, we couldn't get through it. They, I don't know, they're old or something. I don't know. They don't age. Yeah, they don't. Which, that box isn't, isn't airtight or anything, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter oh i don't know how that works but yeah somehow they're stale inside a sealed package they're individually wrapped but anyways you got your swiss cake rolls your uh is it nutty bars what are they called something fudge round zebra cakes so this is something i've noticed lately at casey's i i just try to make mental notes inventory uh casey's i, I don't I usually I just walk out of there with a like a, a water, a smart water. That's my go-to water. Smart water or Coke Zero if I need a little pick-me-up or a coffee and um a York peppermint bat. Occasionally I'll get some pretzels. That's kind of what I what I end up with. But I always go and look at every shelf because that, I need to get my steps in, <laughs> in the case. Anyways, they're always out of zebra cakes. You left out a thing you always get to stick in the glove box of the company car and that's a box of mike and ike's that was your thing you started getting those and i was like oh Roger likes mike and ike's i'll just make sure there's some in there and then you just you never eat them this is a change of preference yeah so those are your fruity snacks you got your chocolate section you got your fruity section and the candy you think anyone actually eats the and buys and eats the fresh fruit that you see at a gas station here's some bananas and apples Jeff Reardon does. Well, he's got to get it. He's got to get a banana. If if there wasn't bananas at the hotel breakfast, he's going to get one at Casey's. Interesting. Yeah. He's, that guy swims. He's got to keep his potassium up or else cramp up. What's on road trips? <laughs> yeah, you never know. You just, you never know. So, the, anyways. The Bucky's thing is interesting because it's... um. It's like an amusement park for all classes of people. Everybody loves going in there. You love to go see the things you didn't know existed, or you love to watch people see the things that they didn't know existed. Either way, it's a win-win. Yeah. It's a solid place. Now, granted, I don't know that there's much of a selection of dragon swords and stuffed animals that you might see at like a Sap Brothers. <laughs> Sap, brother. That's a good point. There may not be a velvet Elvis blanket wall hanging, right? But you will definitely find, you know, uh, sequined Western gear to wear mm -hmm. if you find yourself traveling and have an urge for pearl snap shirts. Yeah. Um, you know, there's beaver nuggets, which is everybody's favorite. Beaver nuggets. This is puffed sugar, I think. Mm -hmm. And, okay. uh, you know, they've got, uh, I think they may have fudge. They've got hot sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got soup. I just can't understand to go super chilly. That, At a when, truck stop. It must have anywhere. Wendy's lives by to go chilly, apparently. Listen, I, I'll take a Wendy's chilly any day. I believe you. I mean, it's good stuff. Oh. I go for a Wendy's chilly. <laughs> Do they have the... Do they have the option of a bread bowl? <laughs> no. They, you know, I, I'd known friends that, you know, growing up in high school that worked at Wendy's. They're like, you know, the chili's just grounded up uh, burgers from the day before. I'm like, yeah, I expect that. I mean, where else would it come from? <laughs> the <That's> chili <laughs> store? <laughs> Good night. Yeah, dude. It's great. Um, it's it like the, it's bad. like the fish of the day for old hamburgers. There we go. What's fish? I don't know. Of the day. <laughs> du jour. 
<laughs> Dude, I'll tell you. And so then um, I guess the the only thing with convenience store, well, donuts. I will say, quick aside on donuts. I'm sorry to say it, but Casey's donuts are no good. They're stale. Always. They're not good. I'm not a fan of the cake donuts anyways that much. I mean, you know, if that's all. That, I'll, but for the most part, I don't want the cake donuts. I want the real deal. The leavened yeasty ones. Whatever, whatever it's called. But um, QT does a good donut. And that's my opinion. Anyways. We get on donuts. I, unpopular opinion. Krispy Kreme is crap. Donuts. I said it. They're terrible. You know, I've your mouth is coated with this grease film after you eat them. Krispy Kreme, I think, I think they've de devolved. They, I think they used to be a lot better, and now they're this is not so much. That's what I think. Well, here that's what happens when you merge. Yeah, <laughs> mergers. All right. So for everybody who's been skipping forward through uh convenience store uh food section, you can uh you can get ready for the next section now. Or or slow it back down or whatever because you're sick of this talk. Mash stop. Anyways, gosh, I hope you guys really have some big problems with some of the opinions we just said and no one and cares. <laughs> and, but no, <laughs> no one cares. All right. It's the bathrooms in these places. Sorry. <laughs> Get away. Some of them are great. Okay. So it's it's a, it's a scale spectrum from Bucky's is a 10. Mm -hmm. And it goes down to uh you know the uh the original run of Casey's general stores that you have in Poduck, Missouri towns. Yep. Where you gotta go past the mop bucket behind the register to yes. the unisex bathroom. Yes, yes. So that's your scale. That's your <laughs> spectrum. Uh yes, I completely agree. That the what was it like a loves or a pilot or a flying J, the truck stops like a lot of times they're okay and they're big at least. Uh lots of options of, of where you want to go. But the odds are in your favor. I tell you what, I don't think any women listen to this podcast, I hope, uh, but if you do, you'll never know about what we go through. <laughs> the sounds that come out of a truck stop bathroom. You know, now, you actually have a way of mitigating this. Yeah, yeah. mid-morning, uh, you know, truckers that only eat beef jerky and coffee the bomb. and bomb burritos and chili are in there doing things that are unholy <laughs> and my ears <laughs> forever unclean after walking through one of these places but we i don't know how like if you think about it you, you shouldn't think about it <laughs> you, how do i go in there and not bust out laughing because you don't, you the sounds laugh. are sounds are. If you laugh, believe. they'll laugh. It's a it's a camaraderie thing, I guess. Man, it's so, camaraderie. Man, I was trying to use the urinal, man. <laughs> you know, it's the. Uh, can God. I help you? It's the symphony of a thousand buttholes going on. <laughs> it's unbelievable, dude. But anyways. <laughs> Oh, it's it's rough in there, dude. But don't you have a soundtrack you play on your phone if you find yourself in that situation? Yeah, I picked this up from a, a guy in a podcast I listened to, <laughs> and he said he doesn't like the uncomfortable silence 
uh, which is never the opposite of your problem. <laughs> yeah, I need to drown out things. But yeah, you uh, put on put on something you know neutral like uh, uh, Africa by Toto. Toto. <laughs> you just put the volume all the way up. Everybody's like, oh, I know that song, you know. <laughs> it's good. You just uh, uh, it's it's a deal, man. So, anyways, <laughs> that's our quick take on uh, convenience store and bathrooms. <laughs> Not so convenient. Uh, well, let's, our, turn, let's let's turn the page on this one. <laughs> I apologize. The next uh, one we uh, the next one in not any particular order says love choices, hate decisions. This is this is your genius. Oh, it was mine. That's right. Yeah, uh, you said that the other day. And I wrote it down. Yeah. So th- people love choices, but they hate decision exactly that's great the numbers speak for themselves <laughs> no this is the, the this is the crux of the uh farm marketing stuff yeah 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 it's unreal how many times have we heard people say and and, and i can remember in my crypto elevator many times this happened to me but people want to know people as in sellers of grain primary sellers of grain which you may call farmers mm-hmm. they would come in and have this contract someone told them about probably one of the big companies pushing this thing the originators pushing it the originator couldn't explain it to the guy he just said you need to do this because there's the best case scenario and, and i'm going to get a commission office. right but <laughs> when you ask this place oh the home office takes care of that so what do they do they come into the local elevator guy and say hey, what's this thing i just signed up for <laughs> and then you explain to them and like this is really bad you didn't sign up for this right but you know constantly coming in and asking questions about these these contracts that someone else is it's it's always interesting to see that dynamic happen and i'm sure you know sometimes uh it doesn't happen that way but there uh, there is a lot of evidence anecdotal anyway that, that claims it does happen but there's choices and what happens a lot of times you could explain and go through a lot of these things that people think they want and then they end up like hey i don't gonna do anything i'll just spit on storage I want choices, but you know, all the choices that you're going to do one thing, you're always going to do the one thing. Yeah. Well, I think it obviously it comes from the, the originator side. Mostly I think they think, all right, these guys are having problems deciding to sell, to not sell. Should I do this? Should I do that? They're having problems. What they need is another, option. another option, Right. Because then maybe the decision will be easier because it'll be different. And what happens is they get overwhelmed by options. There's no end to the options. And and I'm not talking about futures options. I'm talking about just ways to sell grain. And even to the point where, and, and this is, I, I know you've railed on this before, and I agree, is the splitting up the decision. Not, not only... Can you not decide like, should I sell or not? You know what? Let's make it two choices. Let's <laughs> let's put it on a basis or let's put it on HTA. Then you can set the other side later. We'll make this decision that's very hard. We'll make two decisions out of it. <laughs> and uh, some contracts are even more. You know, oh, yeah. Tough. You can. How many times do you want to think about this one bushel? You can. Mm-hmm. There's so many. And the one thing I, I it, it can be good in that I, I've heard this time and time and time again is a minimum price contract right which is 
you sell the grain, but then you buy an option stay in the market that keeps you in the market and all that stuff. But you've got your downside protected and yada, yada, you know, it's a, it's great. But, but which strike price do you, how much do you want to pay? Which strike price, which month do you want to go to? How much time do you want to buy? How much out of the money in the money? And there's a strike price every 10 cents. And so you start explaining all, all the available See, but things. You don't. You're not supposed to. But what I'm saying is when they actually do, yeah, I agree with you. You should just say, here's the here's deal. Here's, cost, the money. here's, here's where it gets you to. Yeah. Don't give them all the options. But if some people really do start explaining all the options to them, they're like, oh, just uh, just sell put it. Put it on storage. Or just sell it. Put it on storage. <laughs> they ain't going to do that. <laughs> so I will say in that case, people don't love choices. It's too many. <laughs> well, they want to hear about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to do it. I just want to know that somebody could do it, but it ain't going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good for my neighbor. <laughs> uh, I know a guy that likes the number. It is. He probably knows the markets better than me. He's got 18 monitors. Yeah, you got no screens to put but, it on. You know, there's there's a lot to be said for that. And we're picking on producers here, but it's it's a human, it's a human condition. As you know, you can get on Amazon and go to buy a pair of socks. You just need a pair of dress socks, man. It's like a dollar fifty for a pair. That's great. Well, there's eighteen thousand listings for a dollar fifty pair of socks. Now I gotta spend time. Figuring out which stupid pair of socks to get. How much do you, do you have, have to value? spend time? <laughs> Somebody should. I mean, right? How are you going to know if you get the right? I got to read some of What's these. What's the reviews? difference between a four star and a 4.5 star? Come on now. I don't want my toe sticking through. Why did this guy give a one star review? I got to find out where people are really this upset. This said it was frustration free packaging. I'm frustrated. <laughs> Uh, my dollar fifty does not go as but far. This as it goes back to your thing of the whole. We should do a star rating system or marketing alternative uh, just to help no. people go through this. Yeah. This 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 alternative is a one star. Don't even consider it. This one's got a five star. You should consider it. Yes, I think we should have. I this is my million dollar idea. Been on it gonna, for a long time. Somebody's gonna steal it. Well, because now that it's out, in public. it's trademarked. Uh, this podcast PM. Uh, originally. Heard it here first. I can sue you. So call me and I'll go have these on you on it with you or something. But anyways, um, yeah, a rating system for contracts that, you know, is rated by some academic institution, some neutral or government third party. You know, we all love the government. So, you know, whatever. Maybe the USDA should get involved. I don't know. They should. They should use our tax dollars for more things. And anyways, to rate contracts, you know, give them like a Moody's rating for contracts of how well they performed or, you know, how also much risk is really... emotional outcome needs to be part of that Duh. system. Not just hard numbers, but also is this contract going to make you pissed off in the end if it doesn't work, even though you know exactly how it can and can't work, supposedly. So, yeah. So like the Moody's rating, Moody, right? Is it Moody's? Is do you know that guy? I've heard of him. Okay, he's but he's a private thing, and that's a big deal. So you you have a rating system, and what you need is the government. You don't need the government to rate it. You need your private company to rate it. You know, hey, this gets an eighty-two at the you know right at the elevator. You need your own satellites, I think. Yes, and then anyways, so you you get it rated, and then like the state of 
Iowa comes out and says, hey, we're not allowing any contracts that scores less than a 70 on the, you know, whatever the Wheeler scale the scale is. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we can't, you know, offer this. And then what do we got to change to get into the formula? Who do we got to pay off at the company? And then where are the people that they have to pay off? It's this beautiful. It's how every government thing works. It's like, oh, this started as a good idea. Now it's just uh, for people to make themselves wealthy. Grifting, I think, is what. It's okay, called. the grifter I'm not scale good words. So. <laughs> Anyways, but you know the, the the interesting thing about what you might call non-traditional marketing alternatives, and and by that I don't mean something that's brand new this year. I just mean something that's not one of your big three or four types, you know, spot selling, storage, DP, floor contracting. Those are the big three, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is there's so much attention paid on these non-traditional market alternatives, but overall in the industry, they make up such an exceedingly small portion of the bushels and how they get sold. Such a small portion. How many, how many, you know, People do, you know, accumulators, whatever. How many bushels? Well, most people say don't do more than five percent. So I'm going to assume no more than five percent <laughs> at a generous amount. And so basis only in futures. And there's parts of the country don't even know about basis only. There's parts of the country where they don't even know about futures only contracts. So it's all this. It's it's a super small portion. It's, but man, it takes up so much attention. There's actually it's like yes. one of your. It's like your Cunningham's law. There's a law. Mm-hmm about it's an inverse relationship between things that grab attention and how important they are. Yeah. Pareto principle. No, that, that, that guy was the, yeah, that was the 80, 20 guy. Yeah. And it's, they're, they're, well, that's what I'm saying. It's 20% of, of actual bushels. You sell, well, right, you're right. But it takes 80%. I don't even know income. that it's 20. I would yeah. be surprised if it's 15. I always think it's funny. The contract, oh, well, you know, this, well, this is the greatest contract. It's going to change your life or anything, but we don't recommend doing any more than 5%. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. That was good. You got to diversify. You can't have all your eggs in one basket. That's, that's, you know, that's the thing you, you hear. There's been uh, discussions, as there is every year, but recently on Ag Twitter about someone posed a question about well, all the people that for contract, how much should you do ahead of time and this stuff and that. And it's, there's no right answer to that. It's it's very subjective. But a good rule of thumb is guys can go stay within their insurance guarantee amount of APH. Sure. And, you know, then the argument is, well, you know, you know, that I need I need insurance money to pay my bills, not buy out of contracts. And I get that. Well, don't don't do the full amount. Do some portion of this. Cover some costs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's it. But the deal is the, the, the thing you hear all you see and read and hear all the time, or at least the majority of the time is, you know, I've done that for a contract before. You know, it's been on the side of buying out. It's, it's not good. It's uh, when you got to pay. It sucks. I agree. It does. Yep. But how many times did it not suck? How many times did it work great? You never hear about the times it worked great. No one talks about it. But the times it didn't. Remember that two times out of 10 years, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you remember the pain, man. It's uh, it's tough and you want to guard against it. And, and but I don't sad. know. I think when women have kids and they go through the pain of childbirth, Mm-hmm. At some point years later, I think they forget about it because they want to have more kids. But a that's farmer true. that's had to pay out on a contract, 
It never forgets it. So obviously buying out is more painful than childbirth. I agree. Well, I think we're wired different, men and women. I, I know it's controversial to say, but I think I think we're built different a little bit there. Well, there's a good 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 chance of that being the, true. You know, the other the other side of that, maybe that's why women are uh traditionally like guys that let their wives sell their grain or whatever. Much they, better marketers. They do look holy smoked. Because they they don't remember that stuff. They're like, ah, yeah, we had it, you know, it wasn't great. It went up after. Who cares? We made money this year. Yeah, we go. got new bills to pay. Yeah. Let's have another baby. Let's do it. Let's sell that bushel. <laughs> you're absolutely right. That's if you listen, if you're an originator out here and you want to have a super successful farm marketing meeting where people take action and not just show up to read words on a PowerPoint slide, ask the wives to come and then ask them to put in target orders at the end and then thank me later. It'll yeah. happen. And don't show them a bunch of friggin' charts about what, you know, <laughs> Canada's milk intake is or whatever it who, who the hell. Milk. Yeah. Don't show, just Try be to. real practical. Anybody, you know, could, could, could stay with this. Cause in the end, the truth is it is real practical and pretty straightforward, you know? Don't talk People about the just, stuff you should you know, do 5% of your bushels on. Talk right. about stuff you should do 95% of them on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. it's People think they need more words to look smarter and, and more PowerPoint charts to look like they know what they're talking about. Look, look at me. Look how much I have access to. Right. That's just a common thing. And then you go to these meetings, anything, it doesn't be marketing. It could be, you know, whatever. There's a, you know, heaven forbid you go to a crop input meeting and have to look at slides of labels of sprays and, or crop insurance, PowerPoint. Good grief. So many words and numbers, but it's, it's the idea. We got to be, we got to divulge. We got to be transparent. Well, you can, but don't on a PowerPoint. That's not the medium. People I mean, look at the average age of an audience of a of an ag audience. It's not a bunch of spring chickens in there. <laughs> I mean, if you hear a, a nuclear klaxon going off as a ringtone, you shouldn't have any words in your PowerPoint slides. Stick to pictures. <laughs> and you can communicate a lot with pictures. Yeah. That's true. You know, we say that, and then there's a I think there's a Twitter account I follow. It's like slide decks that change the world or something <laughs> anyways i don't know um but anyways it, it shares like hey this is the slide you know presentation that you know was used when they did the merger of you know some big companies or tried to buy out whatever and anyways you know big big deal billion dollar deals and stuff and and anyways it's like just tons of information and then the on the slides and people are always like hey man can i get those slides <laughs> but i think it's better if you bring an ipad and hold it and up hold it up above everyone like your uh what's his name in that movie where he holds a boom box up there <laughs> breakfast club <laughs> no what's uh john cusack there is a there's a movie you don't i mean come on man keep up with the times jethro anyway. referring into 80s movie yes anyway <laughs> yeah um so anyways it's like that but you hold up your ipad and you get a picture of the of each slide and then you zoom in then you don't have to you don't have to do it man 
You don't have don't to go through the like embarrassment that. of asking for a PowerPoint because you've embarrassed yourself by taking a picture with an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's quite a deal. It, it ranges from like, yeah, uh, academia or legalese type of stuff where you're putting a thousand words on a PowerPoint. That's really bad. Nobody could read. It's a wasteland out there. Versus like, you know, TED Talks. We're just, you know, not not even hardly using slides. If you do, it's just a picture of a goat in a windstorm. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. And then you got to explain it, which is great. You'd rather explain a meme than to read. Well, well, this is true, right? So, so everybody knows like, okay, there's a thousand words. I'm not going to stand up here and read it to you. I guess I want you to read it. But I gotta say, I can't. It just can't be dead air up here. I've got eighty-six got be, other slides to get through in thirty minutes. I gotta be talking, but you gotta be reading and listening to me at the same time. While let's be honest, you're probably skimming it because it's so many words, and it's wild. It, it's basically two presentations if you think about. It. I'm gonna make up on my computer. I'm gonna type up all this stuff as a presentation that people can read there, take pictures with their iPads or ask me for to send them later. And then I also have to think of another presentation where I'm actually going to say, because I, unless you just read read the slides to them, which Which is the default. And you know, you go to, to any of our uh, grain industry meetings, whether it's grain state grain and feed associations or whatever. And, you know, let's face it. A lot of times they're just, really desperate to find speakers and that's it i mean they invited us to speak one time at a thing obviously <laughs> the desperation was running high <laughs> but the deal is to get people up there so like okay it's a great honor and it is you get your name out in front i guess and whatever and you hope you don't mess up but then the, the expectation is well what do people do with these all i've ever seen is these bad things people do <laughs> i'll do that because i don't want to be different yeah I'll this is the great. expectation they're expecting just some droning on of numbers and, and bar charts i'll give it to them <laughs> maybe i tell a joke maybe i don't but i'm fulfilling my purpose <laughs> and it's so bad it's a it's a positive feedback loop it's a negative feedback loop <laughs> and it sucks <laughs> but anyways it's ish. but it's so commonplace and people are used to it and the, and the people in the audience feel like they are supposed to care about what's being said or shown or you know they have an expectation that the you know generally speaking audiences want the speaker to succeed they're rooting for the speaker because they may not like the guy or his message but they're rooting for them to succeed so they can't so they can tell their own self, hey, I was smart to come to this thing and spend my time here in this audience. Correct. I want this person to be good to some degree because the alternative is I made a bad decision by coming and listening to this clown. Except for I that I that's absolutely true. But there is one instance where that's not true. Let's hear it. A farmer meeting where they came for the free meal. <laughs> this is my payment. This is, yeah, yeah, it's free, quote unquote. I just gotta listen to this idiot. <laughs> uh, that's, that's why you gotta have chili. Chili and set out boiled eggs on the table ahead of time. <laughs> and bomb burritos with the microwave. Hanging out at order side on the bathroom if you want to cause mass chaos. <laughs> Fun time. What else we got up there on the board? Brokers? Brokers. What do brokers Who do? Who likes them? No one. 
Which is true. Yeah. So Roger and I, I you're a broker, are right? Brokers. Yes. We had to pass a series three, which is very. Oh, important. that's right. I'm a broker as well. Yeah. We we had it's very important to our industry. What tell tell the audience why it's so important, Roger, to be a series three licensed broker man. Commissions. <laughs> that's that why. why? Yes. What's that? Money's. How do you brokers cut? Yeah, the brokers cut right. Yeah, they everybody's you know long shorts they're winning they're losing broker makes money might be on every short trade. longs <laughs> broker makes money on every trade this is right. a beautiful business model your transaction agent and they're, they're like your uh audience for your trades they're like cheering you on yeah it's good i hope this works out for you i have another zero to that one <laughs> yeah it didn't work out sorry uh no but we're good brokers roger we're not like those guys okay all right Let's go. <laughs> but you're you're right. No one likes to be that have that label, I think, unless you just have no self-awareness of your industry. But you know, at least in the ag side, and it's everybody, you know, we're like a necessary evil, I think. Because there's always companies trying to disrupt and mm, say you don't need this thing that. anymore. And then they get into it like, oh, well, actually you have to do this thing. Yeah. There's cash brokers, which are actually useful. They are. I, I, Absolutely. And then there's futures brokers like us and we try to provide other value. So we are futures brokers in like how white commercial setup is. That's how we generate our revenue because everybody has to pay a futures broker to get their trades done. So we're like, well, we'll, if you'll give us that, then we'll, our product is actually, you know, something else. It's right. helping them consulting and helping with the basis and all Education. that stuff. Like we're not, yeah. yeah, we don't, you know, not that we're not good at it, good at it you know how hard is it buy it sell it you know here's your margin call (laughs) it's pretty straightforward um but but anyways yeah a lot of people are like you know have a sour taste on on brokers and stuff interestingly enough i went to a uh a meeting put on by the uh cftc which is a governmental organization the commodities futures trading commission See, this is the commission's word again. Yeah, yeah, they're all about it. And they oversee, uh, yeah, the futures market, obviously. Commodities futures trading, if you will, <laughs> probably <laughs> is what they look into a good bit. <laughs> they're doing uh, real good. And anyways, they put on this meeting, going back to what I was saying, put on this meeting and and the the thrust of the meeting is they wanted to hear from people in the ag world if there are their their concern was there's not they want to make sure there's enough access to the futures markets for people in agriculture because they're worried there aren't enough brokers <laughs> <laughs> which is insane to me <laughs> i think everybody listening like if you've been out in ag at all there's just way too many, too many. Where, how do we get rid of them <laughs> they're the worst they, they make up podcasts and, and talk for hours just to hear themselves talk they're the worst so anyways i was like what did you tell them i just look guys <laughs> it's gonna be all right <laughs> um no so apparently there was I guess, you know, 30 years ago, there were, you know, I, I even forget the numbers I've slept since then, but 30 years ago, there were, you know, 62 FCMs, which are Futures Commissions Merchants, which are the big brokerage houses in Chicago. So thank you, your RJOs and stuff like that. Um, anyways, so there were 
say 60 and now there's only like 35 and they're like this is a problem they're shrinking people are not going to have access to the markets this is is this bad are we bad it's bad things happening they're asking have they ever heard of google yeah so anyways i'm just like ah. um yeah the genuinely are concerned like this consolidation keeps happening this is tough you think co-ops are bad fcms <laughs> and anyways i was like dude if you'd have asked me before that meeting how many fcms there were i i would have said seven i i don't honestly know no. i mean it it starts it doesn't really it's matter. it's big brokerage houses and then from the from there they have uh you know introducing brokers or non-clearing fcms and all yada yada the lists are endless but they're all acronyms which is roger's favorite uh, thing love it yeah, we learn about it all when we had to study for the series three or um, compliance pool training. operators and you know discretionary. Hey, your son's a things. pool operator. He is. Uh, well, he saves lives at the pool. Yeah, lifeguard. But anyways, so that's that's the um, that's it, it. It was wild to me. So you guys write your senators. I don't know. Is that what you write about? Let them know that there's probably too many brokers. Tell them also basis is too low. <laughs> That's what that's what people write their Congress people about. Um, Tell them you need to look, have them look into conversions. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> it's good stuff, though. I mean, politicians need something to do. Yeah, well, this is the deep state, Roger. <laughs> it's definitely deep in this. here. <laughs> uh, but anyways. So, yeah, the brokerage world, people think like these guys are just out here manipulating the market and they're taking commissions that they don't deserve and all this stuff. Is that true, Roger? It is true. People think that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you got your... just some interesting, you know, reading some histories of mm -hmm. brokers. And, yeah, you know, there was a book, uh, uh, our our friend uh, Brighton Capital on Twitter, I Twittered. Mm -hmm recommended a while back it was it's called the green merchants it's about the minneapolis grain exchange history of the green exchange stuff which you know if you know anything about grain there's a minneapolis is kind of the epicenter mm -hmm. outside of chicago of the grain trade you know big grain companies are based out of up there right. historical right. roots there and everything especially with the wheats um but it's interesting going back to how you know the the evolution of the business and what the brokers started out as doing and what they're doing now and you know, it was a hybrid at one time. You get a lot of cash brokerages within the exchange and then it's moved out. But um, it's just a transaction agent. And it's interesting, though, to, to see over time the, the entities that have butted heads with brokers and then eventually they become a broker themselves because it's just it's a it's a thing that's necessary to the function of the market as the markets are. There's all as a lot of words just to say and it's. We're still around because they're still needed. Yeah. And when we're not needed anymore, we won't be around if that ever happens. How do we how do we combat Roger? Because I, I genuinely think, you know, they had this meeting like, yeah, is there enough access? I genuinely think it's the reverse problem, right? There's so many people out there that you but know, people love having choices. Mm -hmm. and don't like making decisions. There you go. Is it is it worth uh solving to try to reduce the brokers they'll do it on the on their own right oh yeah, yeah. it's a self the, the market self-regulating yeah function of the industry 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, honestly, maybe they are, right? All the reduction in FCMs. <laughs> so there's something to it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, if they want to look into that, they, you know, if, if the government's worried about the reduction of the number of players of an industry, you know, you need to investigate. Who's that? Grocery stores. <laughs> Hardly any anymore. They're all conspiracies. Yeah. I heard they're like lighting on fire or something, right? It's all, you know, they're all in it together. Did you know there's an actual National Grocers Association where they get together every year to set prices? Oh, my gosh. I knew it. Unbelievable. Yep. And they do it in the daylight, open daylight. Are they part of the grocery mafia? Yes. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Can you believe people in the same industry would get together and talk about their business? unbelievable they're supposed to be competing for my business competing by going broke lowering their prices to so i can buy the cheapest groceries possible it's, it's a travesty <clears throat> no one should talk to anyone <laughs> we have too much communication in this world i tell you so the the brokerage rule so going back to the, the general you know there is no I don't think like a national brokers association where we all get together. Is there? There's a national futures association. Yeah. I've never that's been for the Do they have meetings to go and get together <laughs> to associate with one. I'm another. a bad broker. So I don't know <laughs> if I'm supposed to meet with other people or not. I don't know. Like, I never. Yeah. Maybe that's something for the, that group. is a weird deal. I mean, obviously you and I, we know brokers work for other companies and, and friends with them mm -hmm. and stuff. But when I first started in this role, there was this weird aura of like, you see a, a broker from another company at a green convention and it's like, you know, stink eye time. That guy. Yeah, yeah. it's really weird. But once He's you trying get, to steal mine. Right. He looked at the guy I know over here. He's taking food out of my kid's mouth. But, so, <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those deals that I'm sure other industries have it too, but you, you got to get over that hump or, or, you know, make friends with us. There's some really nice people out here who knew there was other nice people that worked for other companies <laughs> <laughs> yeah right interesting people people that are smart and funny and you know like right. humans yep Some yeah the, they have like families and stuff it's crazy it's nuts who knew so i will say on the brokerage side uh how stuff works is let's just um People don't like brokers, right? They're just taking commissions and they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're taking a bunch of money out of the transaction they somehow. Have, they own briefcases. Yeah. I mean, so for the most part, it's fractions of a penny a bushel. For all parts, for sure. Well, yeah, I think every part. <laughs> it's fractions. It's how small the fraction is, yeah. right? That's kind of, they compete within that, you know, from anywhere from, you know, a penny to like a tenth of a penny to, and it all depends on volume and what services they provide and all that sort Whether of stuff. It's a discount brokerage or full service. Yeah. And this is in and out all full term. It's after you've bought and sold and done with the transaction at the end, they've only got a fraction of a penny per bushel essentially is, is what it works, but you know, um, that's what they do. So they they do. That's the revenue they generate for taking on what what risk do they take on? Roger, you're a series three man. Pass. 
<laughs> well, you know, I, I they take on the risk of um that's Someone why they have to martyr yeah they have to look into you and they're you know when you sign up uh with them you have to know your customer. give all your financials and they look into you a good bit and i don't know um that sort of thing so yeah so they're on the hook if if for some reason every day margin calls have to happen all the money has to be into the board of trade and you know or into your segregated funds account you know on behalf of the broker to the board of trade has to it has to be there every day and if it's not you get somebody has to cover it so if you don't you know if you're a farmer your elevator if you for some reason the wire doesn't go through the lady at the bank forgot to or whatever somebody put that money out for you that day they had to because that that's how it works so the first one on the hook is your broker you talk to and if for some reason you have some huge mar margin call or you go bankrupt and like, I can't make that margin call. Sorry. The broker is then on the hook for it. After that, uh, whoever they clear through, if it's a FCM is the next, then they have to put it up and so on. So there's a chain of people that have to go broke before the board of trade would have to step so, in and say, okay, now we got to make this instead right. Instead of a blockchain, it's a broke chain. Yeah. So anyway, so they're taking on this for fractions of a penny. They're taking on the first, not to mention all just the transactional stuff. You called to put in an order. It didn't get done right. And they ate, you know, four cents on the trade. Well, they got to give you your trade that you deserve. So they just lost, lost that. And, you know, so there, there's a lot of, of risks that go into that, but it, I just want to say like, it's, it's for fractions of a penny, a bushel, um, you know, everybody else in the transaction, I can confidently say everyone else involved in it makes substantially more money than, than the Especially broker. truck drivers. Truck drivers do well, farmers, elevators, um, you know, whoever. I'll tell you who does the wellest. The banker. <laughs> the bank man. They do. <laughs> Especially now. Oh, man. Interest rates are They dumb. will love, love, love you. To go along the basis as long as possible. <laughs> Carry markets. Yes, please. Yes. You know, it's funny that um, talking about interest rates, these last three years, uh, we've had flat inverted markets and everything, corn and bean. I, everything, when I say everything, I mean corn and bean. <laughs> right. No, Occasionally wheat. But some wheats. Yeah. Some inverted, some are. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, because of that, to the, commercial anyways that means sell as fast as you can get paid quickly get get it out the door and so a lot of times elevators these last couple of years have been not really borrowing that much if they do it's short term and they're getting it back so even though the bankers are charging eight percent for the loan now um and the prices are higher so you think eight percent plus higher prices they should be getting paid but it's it hasn't been that way Right. Uh, the last the last couple of years, I talked to some guys, I, I think I said it in the last episode, but like that haven't haven't even had any money out on their operating line this year because they were able to ship enough before first of January, which is when all the money needs are. Um, they got enough ship that that they stayed ahead of it the whole time. So, yeah, <laughs> bankers, uh, you know, go take your take your banker some chocolates or something. They're half eaten Subway sandwich. Great. Um, no, they're doing great on all their other loans, I'm sure. <laughs> but they always have a way. But um, but yeah, it's it's 
it's a real deal. But we're coming up on a on a year now that has some carry in it. I don't know if it's going to stay. We'll see. Because when I read on GMD, there is no crop out there. And if we find when we get back that everything's tipped back and and uh, not pollinated and you name it, the kernels are too small and, you know, hail damage. And um, if we get out there and find there's no crop, man, we're in trouble. It's like that carry's not going to go, not, not going to stay, right? Like Disa July corn's like 27-ish or something right now, which is as good as we've seen in four years. But if that stays, guys are going to borrow money. You know what? Elevators, it comes down to it. You know, merchandising, be darned. And basis trading skills, who cares? There's carry in the market. Let's roll this thing. <laughs> Let's store it and ignore it. You know what I mean? That people yeah, love the, that. The Storing ignore is a perpetual phenomena. It just moves, uh, or I should say vacillates between the farmer and the elevator, depending on the market structure. Yes, that's great. Somebody wants somebody wants to own there it. There will all always the time. be an extort and ignore. It just depends on which side of the purchase it, of the bushel it, it occurs. Yeah, always is always. So I, I think the, the deal this year is, yeah, there there is carry, but because of interest rates and prices are a little, I, I say they're strong. They've come down, but, oh, you know, historically, they're pretty good. Five dollars ish for corn or something or four and a half bucks or whatever. Um, not great. I get it. But OK, as far as the amount of money you're going to need to jason do you even know what it was a path though <laughs> more it ain't great <laughs> but anyways there's going to be a lot of bushels to buy you know, assuming there's a crop out there which we really can't assume from you can't assume here. anything these days but it if the Deep carry fakes. stays my, my point is it's not a great carry considering the interest rates and the price of, of the bushel you know it's for corn, what do you figure? Three and a half, at cents, least, yeah, maybe yeah. four cents a month yeah. uh, to to carry corn. So, if a D July is twenty seven cents and it costs four cents a month to carry it seven months, that's it's almost a hundred percent of yeah. interest. There you go. There you go. So, which it, is your target? You yeah. can still make it work. But it that's gives people the ability to carry. But what'll happen is oh, sometimes, <laughs> whether it's this year or another year. Or, or whatever, some of that carry will start to go away, and guys will say, "Well, I can still get a couple cents to roll it to the next month. Maybe good things will happen then. It gives me more time for good things to happen." But you know, it also it also gives time for bad things, <laughs> and that's what more happens later in the year, I think. So it goes back to the whole, you know, people misdefining risk. You know, mm -hmm. risk to the upside that makes no sense as a seller. I can't fathom that. <laughs> risk to the upside as a seller. What if it goes higher? That's risky. It's a thing, man. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm I'm foreseeing a little this this coming year as guys are like, ah, oh, finally there's carry. I can sit back, I can just roll stuff. And what they're gonna do is they're gonna get to the end of the year thinking, yeah, I did great. We finally had carries this year. I waited, I sold, you know, later in the year and I, but I had carry, and they're going to look at the bottom line at the end of the year, and they're going to be like, how come I did not make near as much money as I made last year when there was no carry? Well, you know what's happened this year is the the 
same outcome, but a different scenario is that the last three years, the inversions, it's been the thing to be, say, this time of year in the Midwest, to be uh, long to basis corn. You've shipped and sold your DP corn. There's inversion. So when the D, when the SEP DEESE rolls off like it's going to tomorrow here, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be inverted, right? So it's going to be all right. Well, this year, yeah. <laughs> it's a heck of carry. Yeah. Heck of carry. Maybe even hella carry. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like 17 cent carry. That was insane. Yeah. So anyone that's that's done the thing they did the last three years right now are about to eat. 17 cents worth of spread adjustment on right. a longer basis position. No bueno. But, no, you know. Well, you're saying long the basis. You mean short the basis. Yeah, long future. Sorry. Long it's, future, yeah, short, long short, yeah. short basis. Got my, my long and shorts mixed up. Well, yeah, it's easy to do sometimes. So you were talking about bankers and, and how bad they are. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, you told me this thing about. Uh, hey, listen, one of my best friends is a banker. Oh, he's a former banker, which is what <laughs> makes him good. The former part. The uh, the credit card companies and the banks that run credit cards and they they just completely rob everyone. You told me about this one time. I did. Yeah. Of the transaction fees they charge and everything. And it just yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes money disappear. No, no. OK, do we? Yeah, I mean. Yes. We're planning to get into conspiracy theories on so it, here we which go. is where, where I live. Not that I really necessarily believe them all, but I get a lot of entertainment out of them. <laughs> so I apologize, but this isn't super conspiracy. But you, you've heard like the uh, cashless society. People are scared of that and don't want that. But I and I'm one of them. I think, yeah, I, I should be able to hold my money. Then again, I don't think I have any cash in my wallet. And I, I don't think I have had for a month, probably. Have you ever I've had more than six When's the last time you had change in your pocket going jingling-a-ling? No, not. Yeah, exactly. Um, So for better or worse, like it's it's a thing. But yeah, the, okay. The thing I was I was telling you about is a, a guy I was listening to. He said, Randy, <laughs> well, Randy knows him. But so $50, right? In uh U.S. No. grants on the $50 bill. Yeah. So he's like 50 bucks if, you know, you go to get your haircut and you pay $50. That's a lot of money. But anyways, let's just follow me here. Let's not worry about the value. So $50, you pay, you give them a $50 in cash and you say, thank you, sir or ma'am. And then you leave. Well, they have this $50 now. Now they can go to the grocery store. And buy a bunch of food and give it to the guy that owns the grocery store, which, as you said, is a um, mafia. colluding mafia. But anyways, let's say this guy's not, though. And he's, he's in this town. He takes this $50 of cash monies, physical paper money he can hold in his hand. And he goes uh, to the gas station. And it's a local gas station. And Gomer comes out and pumps his gas for him. <laughs> and... You know, and he gives him the $50 and he says, I can hold this $50. And, hey, you know, it, it goes on, on and on. But at the end, it can it can trade hands 20, 30 times in a community. But at the end, somebody's standing there with $50 in their hand, right? That's the deal. Versus if we're going to, it's all digital, right? All right, I pay you 50, I Venmo you 50 bucks and I cash app you 50 bucks and whatever. 
uh, you guys use every time, you know, the banking people or somebody takes a one and a half percent out of that money. So after it's gone 20, 30 times through the community, the, the banks have sucked all the value out of the, the money. Changed my mind. Grocery man puts a margin on his groceries. He sucked that out of the $50. Yeah. Well, that's is our inflations are hitting us or something. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what you say, but, but anyway, so they're pro. Uh, let's let's test this. Okay. I will Venmo you a dollar. You send it back and let's see how long we can do this before it says zero balance. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, that's a uh, pizza emojis. That's the thing. So, so big banks that are too big to fail and get bailed out by taxpayer money and debt to do with all these people are taking money from every transaction that they're not really doing anything for. We could, if we just they're had our cash, facilitating the tra- they're like brokers. If we just had our cash, yes. If we just had our cash, we could have just been throwing it all around and <laughs> dropping it in the, the swimming pool by accident or whatever. You know, it's, it's a good time. So anyways, that, that was my, now, what if you have stock in these banks and they make money, then you make money? Does that reimburse you? You pay a percent on a transaction fee, but you earn six percent on the stock. I mean, I'm no <laughs> no math whiz. Yeah, I mean, you can buy stocks, I guess, if you want. You have Robinhood. Yeah, but I I, I don't think anybody actually makes money on stocks. <laughs> It's all just numbers on the screen. Yeah. Which is all that really matters. It's <laughs> uh, all you need. This is like, I mean, it's just like those. Guys. When the computer says you have enough commas and zeros, then you win. Can we talk about how angry yes. people get <laughs> yes, at, can. at floor traders that don't exist anymore? <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait. People get angry at floor traders or ex-floor traders that get angry that they don't exist anymore? Which yes. one? Both. <laughs> that they don't exist. This anymore. would not have happened in way to put it back in the day. I'm like uh, I've heard pretty bad stories about back in the day. It's so lots of existed lots of uh faux pas and foo bars happening. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. Not good. I'm not French, but uh, when well, been there once. Been there once. Um so uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, people get so mad at those people in Chicago that are running the prices down or up or whichever way that they don't like, you know, I'm like, who's, I mean, it's the homeless people in front of the board. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, like I get, it used to be heck. I still use it. talking about slide decks. I still <laughs> got them with people yelling on a ground of fit. It's funny. It's kind of like the idea of, of you're in an airport, maybe an older airport with your kids and you walk by what used to be the phone booth bank, mm-hmm. uh, a bank of phone booths, maybe. Yeah. And that's like charging. And there's a sign and it's got a picture of an old receiver. Oh, wow. And the kid's like, what is that? And then you're like, this is a phone dummy. And they're like, it doesn't look flat into the screen, <laughs> you know, but you know, you got this picture or when you're driving around roads and you know, roads have these things called road signs. And one of them is a yellow square that's tipped on a point i'd call it a diamond almost but it's equilateral <laughs> okay and <laughs> equal lats and it has a picture of a 1920s fire truck <laughs> on it and we're supposed to know what that means today in 2023 <laughs> what is this thing well we know it's a fire truck but 
You had to study it in your book. It's like when you took the series three. Anyway, all these bad examples is just to say, you have to explain a picture of a floor trading floor traders at a pit now to young audiences in this business. What is that? Is that a party? Is that a rave? Look at their colorful ties. Yes, that's exactly what that is. Here's the people all you're mad at. We think this is what you should you're expecting to see. So we're gonna put a picture here. It's kind of like the American Gothic thing with the old man with the pitchfork. You know, mm-hmm. People expect to see that or expect to see a farmer on a John Deere Model G tractor. <laughs> no, that's, yes. that's not reality. Listen, we've all seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> we we've all seen trading places. We've... That's right. Like, I mean, that's what it is. Just orange juice. Yeah. So it's a comp- so who's really okay. I we tell you know. who. Everybody listening here, we know they're not down there anymore yelling at each other and pointing and making gang signs. They don't, don't do that anymore. But who's taking the money? Who is doing it? I tell you who, is, who it is. Who is forcing the markets to wherever they want them? It's the people who build the towers that compensate for the earth curvature. <laughs> the algos? The algos. Algo.org. <laughs> ah, this is the computers. Everybody hates computers. Uh, it's the AI, like a Terminator. Chat GPT. Chat GMD would be great. Uh, I agree. Just make a bot and get on there. Yes. Chat. Yeah. Chat GPT. Yeah. So it's AI that's uh, forcing the markets lower. So why not? Because China buys it when it's cheap. But Did you the, know this? But the weather buys it when it's high. Right. They, they have, have to, to buy it higher. They have to buy so they acres. Make droughts. They have to buy acres. I know that has to happen. Acres cost a lot of money these days. It's crazy expensive, but the market does that sometimes when it needs to. And then the, the other thing is Joe Biden knows that it'll cost him a lot of money if the markets are high when the crop insurance is being set. This is another thing most people don't know about. Joe Biden forces the markets to be bad during insurance times so they don't have to cover as much. And also he tells China to buy it then. because And when to cancel cargoes? Is that a thing that happens? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's the wrong color. Was it? Did that <laughs> racist hey, cargoes? I didn't think we were going to tackle racism today, but here we are. Well, like, Soybeans of like, another color. I like the 400 meter. Uh, <laughs> but anyways so this is the sort of fun things what about crop tours those mm-hmm. are fun right people do those and they're very scientific and they count in and circles and depths yeah and they make rainbow corns on twitter that look cool i hear they're very it's not even they're Jew. very selective of the cobs they handle yes that's that's what I've heard. But, I, you know, to their in their defense, because I, I know guys that go on it. I, you know, I think they're honest people. I'm not saying. It. But in their defense, they can only go in the fields where they're not being shot at. That's true. For trespassing. So they have to get to the cobs that are smaller because obviously people are shooting at them to stay out of the fields with the ginormous cobs. Right. They don't want them to. You yeah, can't know about it. this. You can't rob that cob. It's too big. It's about the devil's corn, you know. <laughs> Anyways, that yeah. Why else would you defend a field? Yeah. To the death. 
Unless it was because you had giant corn cobs in it. So here's the other thing. While we're in in this, we're we've blended conspiracies with grain marketing. Is that right? No, that's, that's what GMD it, it is. is. I think it's the title of GMD, yes. like the subtitle. But anyways, so uh, this is all tongue in cheek if you didn't know yet. But anyways, is it? <laughs> so yes, they're, they're doing all that. But on top of it, explain to me this: satellites. Check well. <laughs> The moon is the biggest satellite, ergo the largest offender. Wow. The moon has lots of influence on the crop. That's true. People say it does things to waves, but waves are going to do that anyways. They waves don't need the moon. Make waves make water. Elliot waves make grain. Waves. And you put them together. <laughs> yeah. And you have crops. So the moon makes Elliot waves. Probably. Okay. You know, well, it takes water to make a crop. Here's why I don't trust the moon. Are you ready? <laughs> Sometimes the moon is in the sky, but the, the sun's still out. He's like not even paying attention. That's a, called a glitch in the matrix. It's crazy. But why is it do science? That? Yeah. <laughs> is it though? I don't think science even has an answer for that. The sun and the moon are both up. That's what's well, going with the same thing. <laughs> really? <laughs> have you ever this seen is a new conspiracy? I want to hear about this. I want to hear any conspiracy theories. I want to hear about that one. Have you seen this program? Have you ever tuned your YouTube to Soft White Underbelly? Oh my gosh. It's the best. <laughs> I listened to what like a 45-minute one on a guy that was a flat earther. It was unreal. It's beautiful. Here's a hint. <laughs> Here's a hint for you. If you go up high mm-hmm. on a building, Tell me. you can see farther. And you go a little higher, you can even see farther. Ergo, the earth is flat. Just like you would if you were on a plane. <laughs> Think about it. I go up high, I could see far. If it was curved, I couldn't. If it was curved, all the water would cut off a, the end. I've stood on a soccer ball. Somehow. I can't see the other side when I'm high because it's curved. The earth isn't round like a soccer ball, obviously. It's flat. You know, one thing, he, he gave a, he gave some examples. I apologize for anyone listening. Again, we profusely apologize. We, no, not If anymore. you're still listening at this point, you... This is on you. You've asked for this, all right? <laughs> so one of the experiments, he said, and you guys can all try it. Uh, I have not tried it because I don't care enough. But <laughs> he said, if the moon is truly just reflecting the sun his his stance was that the moon uh puts off its own light it's not reflecting the sun right. it has its own inner light that it's putting out but it only puts out some uh, you know sometimes it's just a crescent because it's not feeling good or something i don't know why but the moon that is also not a sphere it's not a planet it's not round is putting it's out a space mirror I- I don't This is getting rough. The but backlit space mirror. Anyways, he says, think about it. if So go out some evening when the moonlight's real bright and put out a thermometer. All right? I'm not following. Put your thermometer out in the moonlight and look at it and see what it is. Got it? Got it. Got that number, whatever it is. Yes. Then Six. put it in the shade underneath your leg or something. I don't know. And then see what the temperature is. I bet it's four. 
the temperature will be cooler in the moonlight than in the shade. No way. Yes. That's what he says. I don't know. Um, but Almost anyways. like whatever's causing the shade traps heat. <laughs> could be. <laughs> but the moonlight is cooler. Than it. So if it was re truly reflecting the sun's light, sun's light's hot. Well, that's true. He's got a point. Uh, touche. <laughs> I don't know. Dave, so, touche. This is, I, I'm telling you guys, so I apologize. This is a Harvest Companion episode. We're obviously rambling about other stuff too, right? We're, we're making fun of things and we're, but my conspiracy theories are, they're not mine. Like I just listen and I'm fascinated that people's mind can be bent this way. And it helps me better understand the grain markets. Help me better understand green market discussions. Yes, absolutely. But what about ethology? Well, I'm not done with flat earth. Oh, oh, okay. But anyways, I don't know. Everybody's probably heard all the flat earth stuff. But one thing that was new to me in listening to this guy, because <laughs> he was asked some questions that, you know, are hard to explain. <laughs> and one of the questions he asked was, what about eclipses? <laughs> <laughs> but he had an answer like god bless him for it and his answer was ah, it blew me away he says there is also a black sun <laughs> that you can't see and sometimes it just gets in the way sun garden told us that <laughs> black hole sun once you come and block out my moon <laughs> and that's how babies are born i don't know <laughs> so that's that is that's his deal. So it was, it was a good time. Listen to that guy. Did you listen to that? Whole I did. Thing? I did. That guy. And then when the uh, interviewer asked him, it was like, how did your father treat you as a child? <laughs> then you're like, ah, not okay. <laughs> this, yeah, this explains a lot. All right. Well, the last, uh, actually looks like a pentagram you drew on the board. <laughs> it's a star. Oh. It's very important. And it has to do with space. Ethology. Explain. Maybe. So Randy got us down into um, the rabbit hole of ufology, which is UFO ology, logy. <laughs> and uh, anyways, you ufology. But yeah, um, there's a guy. If, if you're really interested, there's a guy named Timothy Alberino. You should look into. And I've listened to way too many hours of podcasts with him on it just trying to understand all his perspectives and it's and did you it's <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm mostly there i think i get it but anyways the ufos are here the government has has you know they've said yes and everyone knows you can take the government at its word they are that's what just ask the lakota tribe <laughs> so so they they can't hide it anymore people have cell phones with videos and all, like they know People are going to get. We didn't. Stuff. We didn't believe when people just had camcorders. But with cell phones, we believe the video because <laughs> VHS. Even they can tamper with that. <laughs> the digital videos. Those are foolproof. Uh, deep fake. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, there's aliens. They're real. They are extraterrestrial. They're not from this planet, and all this stuff. Um, but, it's wild. But this guy also says they might be intra-terrestrial, right? They live in the earth. Correct. 
Yeah, I mean, you th- think about where we haven't explored. Heck, we've been to the moon, if you believe that. Um, right? But have we been to the bottom of the ocean? No. We don't know what's down there. That one I thing tried rock. to look at the Titanic, and it didn't even work. And so I found this controller, <laughs> something like that. So anyways, the the whole deal is, yeah, it's at the core of the earth. There's like these base stations or at the bottoms of the oceans. And I don't know, Atlantis things. Who knows? Um, the the theme park in Nassau? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, anyways. Yeah, so this guy thinks, um, yeah, it, it, it's a lot of Bible deep Bible stuff. And by Bible, I mean those other books <laughs> that are super in the Bible anymore or <laughs> ever. And anyways, is uh, what's the Enoch. book of Enoch? There you go. You got your watchers and your uh, watch. Yeah. Watchmen and book of giants. And it's exciting. So it's Gilgamesh. Yeah. Genesis six, which is in the Bible uh, talks about Nephilim and all that stuff. So that that's his deal is this is all connected to that. It's an angel race. Because of that, one of Roger's favorite nuggets that has come out is that this guy says the prodigal son (laughs) by Jesus of Nazareth, the short story that he wrote one time. (laughs) More of an essay. (laughs) um, Was about aliens. (laughs) And... You know, if you listen to enough hours of that podcast, you're like, you know, this guy, I guess he's connecting all these dots really good. But the problem is, like a lot of things, and this is with GMD stuff and like all the, you know, China's forcing this and Biden's forcing that with grain prices. And it, you can, you can, you can listen to it, you can read about it. And you, you know, I got this intern, I'm frustrated. Yeah. I bet these are these guys are ganging up on me. I didn't do that. I, what do I? I don't deserve this to happen to me. I deserve great things. I listen to Joel Osteen every weekend. He tells me it's great. <laughs> and listen, <laughs> it's a, I deserve greatness, and I'm not getting it. Obviously, someone's conspiring against me. That's fair. That's a the fair human existence thing. So, anyways, I get all that. But here's the the deal. I bet it, Joel Osteen offers free DP. This is where <laughs> this is where market. we go to um, the what I like to call and uh, I'm just not my thing, but uh, the say it out loud test. You have to say it out loud to somebody. You're so you get down this rabbit hole and you're frustrated. And you're like, God dang it, Joe Biden is making the spring price low. <laughs> you know, that's he's obviously doing that. I've read, you know, and these other people agree with me on the internet, and I've just read comment strains, and these guys even linked an article one time. It must be true. It makes me think of the meme of the picture of the superhero pushing a button of like super genius or complete ineptitude, <laughs> and he's sweating. Which one is it? <laughs> so I mean, so that's where you get, and and it's what I like to. So I I listen to hours of this podcast. I'm like, this you guy told me about it. Is this out real? loud? Yeah. Like maybe the prodigal son. So his deal is the prodigal son, the older son, we, the human race is the prodigal son, the young son that goes away, but comes back. It, you know, doesn't deserve it, but the father gives him, you know, rings on his finger robes and let's have a feast. And we're so happy. We're all celebrating that you've come back. And that's what God offers to the human race. And the older son is 
these Nephilim, which there's some connection to aliens also. Um, they are some of the aliens that have been, the but not giants, all of them. The giant anyways. aliens? So yeah, it, there's some connection. But anyways, the point is, they're like our older sibling, got a created race before humans. And they're like, why are you doing all this stuff for the humans? They don't deserve it. So that's probably so if I listen to I listen to, I don't know, eight hours of podcasts of di- different ones he's I'd been on you. talking. About, I guess was driving all week and I was like, let's do it. And anyways, by the end, I'm like, I don't know, is this guy right? Like this, everything he says seems to corroborate other things he says, and they corroborate each other. And so then I did the say it out loud test. So, so back to the say it out loud test. That's the the GMD. When you say this stuff out loud, it's like okay, I was real. I really thought that when I say this out, this is hilarious, and this doesn't make any sense at all, you know. And this is a wild theory, and it's a conspiracy, and it's fun. And I had a fun time exploring it. And uh, like many theories, you know, JFK assassinations, you name it, man. If it's a if it if it's a theory, you know, I want to know most, about it. The, there's there's a theory out there that a lot of the things that people think are laws are really just theories. A theory about laws being theories. Tell me more. That's about all I know. There's just the thing like the law of gravity. Is it a law or is it a theory? The law of other science things insert science word of choice. thermodynamics people think there's laws when in reality there's more theories than laws there's only oh absolutely laws. yeah yeah that's true but yeah. just in general people conflate them yeah it's true i don't know if that has a bearing on anything but i heard the word it was a dog whistle mm. speaking of another conspiracy that's fun i haven't looked into much but I, I heard about it and i'm looking forward to looking into it um is Phil told me about it. It's not his theory. He thinks it's wild too, but he heard it, a guy tell him that I had never heard this. This is wild. The uh, Going back to the moon stuff. So most people, if you're a conspiracy theorist, what's your thoughts on the moon? Well, one, we definitely didn't land on it, right? That never happened. If you're any sort of conspiracy theorist and, and distrusting of the government, you don't think that happened. You can't. Right. This it's impossible. Right. Um. So... So most of your conspiracy theories will, you know, incorporate that in this. It's the complete opposite with this theory. This is why it kind of blows my mind is uh, a guy he knew he told him in passing that <laughs> passing. that the you notice while well, we only we only see one side of the moon. We always are looking at the same side of the moon. So he doesn't think it's flat, which is nice. It's round, but we only see one side. Because on uh, the dark side of the moon, if Pink you will, those. yeah, um, not only did we go to the moon, we have set up a gigantic space station where we are doing all sorts of government illicit, who knows what sort of activity on the backside of it, because you can't see it from the earth. But isn't it cold and dark? It's hidden. Well, you know, yeah, it's just campfires. Yeah, probably. Anyways, Missiles. so there are, but he said, if you get a telescope powerful enough if you get one powerful enough and really zoom in on the moon you can see the ships going in and out of the backside of the moon it's going in and out all the time video of this yeah well i said hey man let me let me hold on to that telescope for a minute (laughs) don't look at that but anyways that was a that was a new conspiracy to me that i was like it just kind of blew my mind because most conspiracy guys are like this moon 
We don't know anything about it. We've never been there. This guy's like, yeah. Government's hiding stuff is not what you think, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm here for that sort of stuff. You know, I heard once that there was a government base on a big hunk of ice at the bottom of the world. Or the 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 circum the border of the world if it's flat like wherever the penguins and polar bears frolic the flat earthers they say that send humans there i hear you can look at ships trawling the oceans mm-hmm. going down there people getting off in anoraks in big, yeah big that's, fluffy coats if what's going on down there i don't know that's what i want to know because good. if you go there like they have cruise ships that'll go there but you always go to the same point and they only let you go so far can't go back. What's going on down there? They, um, you only see what they want you to see, mm-hmm. which is white, vast nothingness. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> cold out. <laughs> Obviously. Maybe this is the conspiracy is places where it's cold is what they're doing things. The moon, Antarctica, the bottom of the ocean. Those places are cold. Dark. Canada. Canada. Yeah. North Dakota. Stuff like that. Something there. <laughs> Hey, is it lunchtime now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roger and I are going to take a break and uh, eat some lunch. And then uh, right more back, you're, you're not going to notice a break, but <laughs> we will. We will. Okay. Back from lunch. Had a nice BLT. What'd you go with, Roger? The old Cobb salad. The devil's cob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. There was no corn involved, which was weird to me. I thought, go Cobb. That'll be on brand. The two Bs. <laughs> like Ty Cobb. Okay. It's obviously named after him. Yeah. So we're thinking uh, more food. We we covered convenience store food. Well, we can cover convenient store food. (laughs) All right. So, uh, but on the road and you're eating like actual meals and stuff that are not just picked up at the gas station. What, uh, what's your, what's your go-to? Well, you know, they're in different categories. So, If I'm flying, as I'm apt to do, and you're in the Atlanta airport, you find yourself with more than an hour layover. You go to the international terminal. That's where the good restaurants are at. Really? There's, it's low flow. There's not a lot of people there. People there, you can't understand them anyway. They can understand you. It's great. But they've got a couple of good restaurants there. One's upstairs. It's called like Echo or something, but it's... It's very nice. It's good. You're away from the, the hustle and bustle. The scrum, if you will. You're oh away gosh, from the scrum. Dude. It's great. You're such an elitist. What are we doing here? It's fantastic. Or you can eat at Chick-fil-A and stand in line for 80 minutes. <laughs> in all the I say, where's a good place to eat on the road? And your first response is, go to the international terminal. At the- <laughs> Get away from the crowds. Well, okay. Speak- okay if we at the keep- Atlanta uh, airport. If you would like international, I suggest IHOP in any town it's, it's international it says it's, so in the name yeah it's the first word don't ever go to golden corral if you can help it mm-hmm. and you should be able to help it yeah um roger to... has done multiple farmer meetings at golden corrals and that was, was not by choice <laughs> i was a victim of circumstance yeah. let me just tell you you don't want to compete against the chocolate fountain yeah. you will not hold any attention and there's a gravy fountain too, right? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, that was just the bathroom. <laughs> so so uh, when I first started this role, when I was traveling for, for work, I would search out 
good restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. like TripAdvisor and whatever, and look, yeah. like, hey, we're going to this new place. Let's try some local cuisine and have some, you know, support local restaurants and stuff. And mainly, I just like to support places that have good food, um, regardless of who owns it. But sometimes they. So you rely on the general public to say what's good for you. Yeah, which until right. I learned that there's people that there's no control of rating. You've got people that are probably jet setters who say, oh, this is a three star. It's not that great because mm-hmm. I've had 80,000 other meals of similar sort and this is not that good. And then you got the person that's never been, you know, away from Dairy Queen and they go and eat there like, this is the greatest thing ever. This burger had two buns. Can you believe that? <laughs> so, you know, you, you get what you pay for on TripAdvisor. Right. It's, it's, it costs nothing. You go... Yeah, that's right. And some it's like, man, this subway's got a 4.9 rating because the the lady that works there. Glaring error. Well, the lady that works there is super nice, right? People are just rating the whole experience. And hey, it's just like it's always working. The food was terrible, but the lady was nice. Yeah. She wore gloves. She made jokes. We had a good time. She gave me a drink for free or something. Nice play. Yeah. (laughs) A bocce (laughs) subway. (laughs) Watch me flip this egg in my hat. Yeah. And so, so I would, I was very, I was the, as you know, and I'd go somewhere, I'd want to, you know, I'd look it out and research. I just want to go eat here at this place. Right. On the East Coast, we'll go find some oysters over here. If I'm, you know, Colorado, you know, let's find some, some Rocky Mountain oysters. Let's, let's, no, th- come on. Fleming's and, uh, or Bullies in Fleming, Colorado. If you know, you know. No. And uh, so wherever it was at, you'd go, I'd go and look. But now it's kind of like, past that stage of life you know mm-hmm. i still like good food i still seek out good food but i don't spend a whole lot of time on it because you know in the end as our good friend tony baker says yes it'll make a turd that's right and so what it comes down to that's right that's life that's where it ends up that's right but i still refuse to go to panera if i can help it <laughs> that's just to spite me but mostly at this point or no 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 it's it's a principle thing right. i don't have a lot of principles in life this is one of them. I draw a line. Bread bowls, man. <laughs> Nobody orders bread bowls. That's just your thing you like to say. But anyways, <laughs> I'm glad they don't. I go there. I go there because, you know, you spend a lot of time on the road. You, you're just eating junk all the time. It's like, that's nah, at least, you know, fruits and vegetables. Or in bread bowls. <laughs> well, it's a, you can you can order uh, bad anywhere, I guess, or good anywhere. <laughs> nope, <laughs> you cannot order good anywhere. I sure promise you can. Sure you can. The, uh, but I don't know. We've had some good uh, good Forty Second Street Oyster uh, Bar in Raleigh. Yeah, that's, that's solid. That's, that's, that's a good, good place time. to eat. Um, I like uh, 501 Club in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Um, Omar's. Omar's Uptown. Uptown. Or whatever. It's owned by the same people. But it's, uh, yeah. Tunks in uh, outside of Alexandria, Louisiana. Never right there, but I've heard about it. Solid. I once watched some Japanese tourists try to eat crawfish with a fork and knife. Mm. And the joke was no one told them any different <laughs> when everyone in the restaurant was laughing to themselves saying, didn't I tell you that already? <laughs> Is it, it's probably like uh, them watching us eat rice with chopsticks. Mike Weedle once took me two of the worst meals I've ever had was with Mike. Which is crazy because he also always has the best meals. Yes, uh, wherever he goes, and uh, I've had some best meals with him, but I've also had some. 
One of them was the pig snout sandwich at Herrera's oh, Tenderloin Grill in downtown Kansas City, which no. was great. You were there. You remember? I, I took pictures. I have pictures still. If you guys want to see the pictures of them eating pig snout sandwiches. So imagine, if you will, someone just cuts the snout off a pig, leaves the hair on it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's bo- It's boiled at best. <laughs> at worst, it's just been, you know, <laughs> laying in a ditch somewhere for a couple of days. So they put it on a bun. They put a bun on top. But before they put the top bun on, they squirt mustard in one nostril and ketchup in the other nostril. I like so, it's hot sauce. So when you squeeze it, it just snots out. It's on your face. It's quite a deal. It's, it's something to watch. I watched it. I did not partake. Randy lost his lunch almost. <laughs> he, he, he lost his appetite completely. <laughs> the other one was in Quincy, Illinois, we had, we had carp. <laughs> so when Mike says we're going to eat carp, I'm like, I grew up dirt poor in yeah, Arkansas, uh, and we didn't eat carp. I threw that away. Uh, nope, not over here. He goes, oh, it's spiral cut and they deep fry it and bones melt out of it, which you know I didn't eat a lot of bones, but you know, could, you ate liquid bones. Uh, I, had, I don't know. Uh, trash fish. Uh, but he's also taking. Uh, him and I discovered Epiphany Farms in Bloomington, which is one of the better meals which ever is had, which is great. So I'm the gonna... cornbread there, unlike anything you ever have, this cornbread. must have been the lardons. Okay, never good. Um, uh, I had poutine at Herb's Truck Stop nah, it's outside it's of Montreal just last yeah. month, thanks to Kevin Wilson. It was, it was, uh, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Uh man, I, so good. I'm not a I'm not a fan of gravying up stuff. Anything really? That well, normal. You say that, but I I was looking for a tweet you had mentioned a while back. So I was just scrolling through your mm-hmm. feed, and there was a bowl of dog vomit with cheese mm-hmm. on it that you were saying something. It was how good it was, and I was going to save it. Say, what about this? This is poutine with by another mother. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what was it. Uh, now I'm I, interested. Uh, I, maybe a walking taco. Uh, <laughs> that's where they just put dog vomit in a bag. They yeah, they put they pour a bunch of like taco meat into like your Dorito bag or <laughs> Frito bag or something. strap it to your head and just go. To town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Um, you know, used to be rendezvous in Memphis. That was, of course, it's the you know it's the touristy place. But I hadn't really enjoyed it back in the day. Yeah, sometimes. Well, and even now, it's like a 50-50 shot. Like, sometimes it'll be really good. And sometimes it's like, meh, it's just tough and it's not that great. Because, um, but yeah, dry rub ribs, if they're done right, man, they're as good as you can get. Yeah. Uh, I tell you a place that's not worth visiting, and that's called Runza. If you ever <laughs> see one of those, just keep driving. That's like a uh, hot pocket with dog vomit inside. <laughs> But it's a homemade hot pocket, so it's better for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, people love that's well, it's like Casey's pizza, man. Some people love that crap. That's not for me, man. Actually, I've never tried a, a runza, so I shouldn't. I guess I should, but I couldn't bring Have you tried to rhubarb? No. Okay. I think they're the same. Okay. But I, you know, I just I went into a runza because it's like, oh, I was in Nebraska and I've like I've heard of it. I didn't know anything about it really, but it's like this is a Nebraska thing. You're like, oh you know it's lunchtime i'm running there and i go in there and i look up at the menu which has pictures of these uh blowed out tater biscuit hot pockets and i'm like you know what i'll probably just 
go down to Subway. That lady's nice over there. <laughs> you got a four nine rating. <laughs> now I do remember on the Young Guns bus tour years ago, stopping somewhere in the Delta in Arkansas and eating at a place and asking for mashed potatoes, and they looked like they were going to backhand me because what? all it was was rice. They didn't have any potatoes oh. there. Eat rice, potatoes make your butt big. Exactly, and say. I didn't know any better, but I was persona non grata that waitress after asking for that. Yeah, dude. But conversely, you found yourself up in the northern part of the states. Yeah, I asked and asking for, for things that also were. I asked for iced tea, which you can't do uh, apparently up there at certain times of the year. It was like I don't know. It was like first week of March, or maybe it was February. So I don't winter. Know. It was cold. There, there was. Well, it's always winter, but um, North Dakota and, you know, piles and piles of snow on the ground out, outside that had been pushed into a corner. And, you know, it was crazy. It was cold and all that. And I went in. It's like hey, they're just getting everybody's order for lunch and like, hey, what do you all want to drink? Uh, you know, water, iced tea, whatever. Like, go around. I say, yeah, I'll take some iced tea. I swear to you. I like it was, you, you know, you like sitcoms or movies where it's like everything stops, everything screeches to a halt and everybody turns and look, it was, it was just like that. I didn't think that was real. I thought that was a, you know, theatrical thing they did in Hollywood, but apparently it happens in North Dakota when you order iced tea in the wintertime, that lady, she was so put out by me. She's like, that is seasonal drink. We do not have iced tea. We have hot tea. You can have hot tea or you, I said, well, we're going to have ice water. Well, they can have ice water. Apparently you're allowed to have that, <laughs> but not tea. That's yeah, insane. Dude. So anyways, I'm from Arkansas. So I don't know any better. They couldn't <clears throat> take me anywhere. But didn't you, weren't you somewhere up in the Northern latitudes one time and asked for hot sauce? And you were told me. that you're an idiot. We don't have that here. Could have been. I, Someone I has a hot that. sauce story from yeah. from somewhere up north. I, I do say at that same cafe they had it was it was just a you know small town <laughs> cafe and so you know when you walk in you go by the you know glass jewel case of desserts uh, and stuff. Some of them look good. That I saw the special and they they had up there and they had it written on the board, but it was something I'd never heard of, but looked good, and it was spelled K U C H E N. So I said, you know what? Awesome. And that strawberry coochin. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody at that point, after it happened, already ordered an iced tea earlier in the meal. Like, I mean, bless your heart. People are like, oh, yeah, get this guy out of here. So anyway, apparently it's not pronounced Cookin, that way. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, sound like you're hawking a loogie or something when you do it. Is it a hot dish? I think it was just a room temp thing. I mean, who knows how many days I've been sitting out there, but it was okay. So it was good. Speaking of desserts, uh, the best pies, when it, it was uh, cookies in Golden City, Missouri. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. know, and they've got in the, in the jewel case, and yeah. they've got, you know, like eight inches of calf slobbers on top of them. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Some people call that meringue. You And it cash only in that place. Yeah, yeah. I've Missouri. found out that the hard way Yeah, one time. Yeah, the, this cash only stuff, you know, we talked about it earlier in the episode about uh, cash and the goodness, but when, <laughs> when, uh, when it's cash only, it's like, man, give me an option, you know, it's, it's tough. Somebody traveling stuff, I just got to have a credit card and I'm usually good everywhere. But sometimes you go in these small town places and they're not, they're not about that life. They want, yeah. they want cash, That's right. which is fine, you know. As long as I mean, we get it. They don't want to pay taxes. We know exactly what's going on here. Yeah. 
But, you know, I get it. I don't want to pay taxes either. Yeah. Well, neither do farmers. That's why elevators get to yeah. operate until January 1st on God free bless money. Them. Yeah. So that and that's a big way how everybody's kept their interest rate bill or interest bills down is because of that. Un, unreal. So if you can if you can move your grain quick enough between harvest and the end of the year and get paid for it. It's a sweet deal. Um, try to do the restaurants again. I don't, yeah, I'd have to think there's, you know, there's so many, we've been to so many little mom and pop places throughout the country. Yeah. And they all kind of blend together. You know, there was a, I liked uh Jim's steakhouse in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. That was, Kansas. A, that was a good jewel back when, back in the day. That was a good spot. Um, anyways. So, if, uh, you know, I was thinking the other day, fast food burgers. Burger King is actually a really, I, in my opinion, a good burger. Oh, yeah. Definitely better than McDonald's. Not even, I, I mean, in it my opinion. A quarter pounder cheese hard to beat. I mean, I'm just saying the quality, I don't know, like a, a Whopper. It's a, that's a real good thing. But I was, I think because I saw like a Burger King thing, uh, commercial. <clears throat> I, I can't remember. I don't ever go to Burger King though. Who's going to Burger King? How's it? How's this it still guy. going? You still go? Because my okay. kids are fans of the chicken fries. Oh, okay. So that's if we do go out to a, a day with pops and go grab some crappy junk food mm -hmm. to eat, it's Burger King. Right. They get crowns, they get chicken fries, I get E. coli. It's a win, win, win. Yeah, it's a solid. So do you get a burger when you go there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm the flame grilled whopper. I mean, I think it's great. It's great food. That's the one place I tried the uh, fake meat. I had an impossible whopper. Oh, once. gosh. You cannot tell the difference. When you cover it with ketchup and pickles and crap, you, you, the average American would not know the difference. If That's ground me. beef, uh, fake ground beef was a. Uh, Priced accordingly to mm -hmm. to uh, to be cheaper than real ground beef, kind of like DP. They would all put, yeah, they would all put this on their burgers, and no one would know the difference. Mm. Look how many years they're bait pink slime. Come on, it's true. So, what's the, your best fast food burger? A lot of people say Five Guys. Five Guys is good. I tell you what, I'm a fan of Freddy's. Freddy's, okay. You know, I think it's just an East Kansas thing. I think they're really they like smash them down. Is yeah, yeah. The smash thing? burgers. They got the little shoestring fries and uh -huh. shakes. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty solid. Shake Shack is good, but they're not all over the place. I like it mainly because you can get beer there. Interesting. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, a lot of people say Five Guys. Culver's does a good job uh, with their burgers for sure. Sonic is the worst. What? Sonic's a great burger. Sonic's a great burger. Sonic isn't great at anything except bad service. You can go to the wrong places, it's, man. Yeah, Sonic is the wrong place. Sonic's great, man. Brahms has a good burger and fries. You know, Brahms is unbelievable. It's like uh, they've somehow avoided inflation. Everyone else. I went in there the other day. Because uh, they hedged their corn and they're feeding to their milk cows. I guess. I'll tell you what. I got, I got some ice cream there. We got, got like... Uh, it's real ice cream. It's not wall yogurt stuff. This is real stuff. Right. We got big uh, cones of ice creams and all this stuff. And it was like a dollar a cone or something. I'm like, all right. My whole family got ice cream cones and, you know, we got waters because they're free. But, you know, we sat there and it was like 
after tax, it was like five seventy two or something. I'm like, Aaron, I fed the, the whole family ice cream for five bucks. Come on, can't beat it. Brahms, check them out. <laughs> <laughs> check it out. Whataburger is super overrated. Oh, it's worse. It's terrible. Yeah, um, don't go. Just don't do it. Yeah. You know, uh, you talk about the burgers and stuff, but you know, fries is a, is a thing in, in and to itself. You know, canes, raising canes has got good fries. Yeah, nah. Arby's has good fries, man. Curl them up. Oh, those are the worst. Come good on. Lord. Seasoned oh, curls. Small seasoned curlies. Oh. Come on now. Now, uh, you know, small seasoned curlies, I want in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, those are good. I like the good curly fries, man. What's wrong with that? Uh, terrible. They're greasy. It's for, dude. Fries is literally the name. No, no, no. If you have the grease, the right temperature, the fries will not be greasy. You know who's got terrible fries? In and Out Burger. I've never eat there. It's that's one of my favorite burgers. The burgers are great. The fries, everybody's like, "Oh, this is so cool!" The fries because they like take whole potatoes, they put it on the thing, and they slice them right there. That's one of their terrible fries. Well, that yeah, and they're awful. I don't. I've never had Five Guys. Don't. But. In and out fries are nah. You know, no it's good. okay. Let me ask you this straight up, straight shooter. That's, that's me. Steak fry or curly or uh, crinkle cut? Which one? Style of fry do you prefer? When you say steak fry, you mean like those long plank things? Is that what you mean by a steak fry? Well, I don't know. I don't know what so steak it, fry is. A fry that you get with steak. So the long, flat kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big Dippers. Absolutely. You see it like Applebee's yeah, yeah. Uh, or something. Give me, that. give me steak fries, yeah. Or Red Robin. They have it. Those okay. fries. I haven't been there in a bit. But yeah, the long, yeah, that, I want steak fries. Okay. You know, Crinkle Cut has more surface area for crunch, right? This is the cuts. Oh, absolutely. But I like the potato. Uh, okay. I like to taste the potato in my fry. Gotcha. Yeah. This is riveting stuff. You know what, Roger? We forgot. People are actually supposedly listening to this. I'm sorry for everybody having <laughs> listened to this. <clears throat> Our thoughts on on crappy food. Now you're a fan of the two story Taco Bell KFC. I am. Yes. Which What's your go to there? Uh, which one? You know, my Taco. Yes. I'm just going off whatever wherever I'm at. I'm looking at the value menu, and. And also, uh, a pro move I've learned uh, of late in my adult life, you know, the value menu thing has opened up the world of side sandwiches. You familiar with side sandwich? I'm not. Like, I'll have a number one and a side sandwich, uh, side McChicken, (laughs) you know, or whatever. Uh, A sandwich is a side for a sandwich. Yes, a side sandwich. (laughs) It's only a buck and a half or whatever. (laughs) Throw me a side sandwich on there. Interesting. <laughs> That'll get you through harvest. You know, you need a big hearty meal so you can sleep in the combine while it does the work or something. I don't <laughs> know. That's what they say. But no, it's a side sandwich. It's a, it's a pro move. Interesting. So speaking of of uh, a food you want to travel for, it reminds me of a story. Uh, our very own Scott Hardy, infamous on this show. Mm. Um, he was out on the road. He was out in Oklahoma somewhere with Mr. White, founder of White Commercial, uh, and all that <laughs> stuff. And they're on the road, and they 
so they're going to see elevator, grain elevators all over the place, like trying to talk to them about basis trading and maybe becoming a customer or if they are a customer, you know, checking in with them and all that stuff. So they're out making, visiting grain elevators all over and they were in Oklahoma and Scott's like, um, there's this elevator uh, that we need to call on. It's in this town, but you know, there's no hotel close. So we're gonna have to drive like an hour, but they get there like six. We need to get there when they get there and everything. So like we got to leave at 5 a.m., drive an hour to get to this elevator. So they go, so they, they do this. So Mr. White's like, okay, fine, you know, let's do it. So they do get there at six, uh, a little after 6 a.m. and go in and nobody's there. They're knocking on the door looking and he's, Hardy's like, ah, I, I don't know. They're not there. And, and uh, so he's like, ah, well, he said, hey, there's a little gas station over here. Let's go get some breakfast or something. So, okay. So they go to this and and it's like there's some meat stick thing that Hardy loves, you know, <laughs> that he, he's been to this place before, you know, and they're eating it. He's, you got to try this. You got to, and he takes Mr. White in there. He's like, this stuff's unreal. You got to try that. And so they're, they're eating and Mr. White comes to the, the epiphany during the middle of this thing. He said, you just came here for this breakfast. Didn't you? He said, you knew they weren't going to be there at this place. He said, yeah, they don't open till eight. <laughs> uh, now, so, anyway. you're talking about Mr. White. Now, you tell a story that happened here in Kansas City, I believe. Yeah. Mr. White. Yes. Yeah. A nice restaurant. So the if you're familiar, familiar with Kansas City on the plaza there, uh, there's like the intercontinental on like the southwest corner and across the street from it is the Raphael hotel which is a real nice it's an old hotel real nice it's got the the Raphael restaurant in the in the bottom of the lobby super nice place and anyways mr white just just after i moved to kansas city uh sort of been like 07 08 and he come to town and he had his uh girlfriend with him who was uh she was She's like got an English accent. She's real proper. And she's a real estate agent to these multi-million dollar beach houses in West Palm Beach and everything. So she's she does well for herself. And she's kind of, you know, higher class person, I guess you'd say, especially than than me and some redneck, you know, and, and Mr. White, too. He's an old Oklahoma boy. And so anyways, but she's she's with us. And and so he said, yeah, um, she's with, let's have dinner and invite your wife. And so my wife came up. So it was the four of us having dinner and we, uh, we start eating our salads, you know, everybody gets a salad to start. And so we're eating and Mr. White crunches it like gets a weird look on his face. He's like, there's a piece of glass in my salad. And then he looks down and there's a lot of glass and it. it wasn't just one piece. He looks down and there's like, he could find little shards of glass all in his salad. And so, so his girlfriend, uh, Roz, she says, she says, well, he said, well, she said, well, stop eating. You have to tell them you have to tell them. Well, the thing about Mr. White is you, if you ever tell him he has to do something, he is not going to do that thing. It doesn't matter what it is. You do not tell him this is what needs to happen or has to happen or whatever, or you, if he, if you tell me he can't do something, he's going to do that thing. If you tell me he has to do something, he's not going to do that thing, period. So she made that mistake. And he said, 
He said, she's like, you got to tell him. And he said, no, 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 we're not. She's like, you can't eat it. You have to tell him. He said, I can't eat it. And I don't have to tell him. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> No, he said, he said, you know what? This is a nice place. He said, this you don't talk about that sort of thing in a nice place. <laughs> And he said, he said, if they give you glass in your salad at a place like this, you eat it. <laughs> and he crunched through that entire thing. And we just sat there watching it in complete astonishment as he crunched through that entire oh, salad. It was great. So anyways, the glass salad story. Um, very famous. Unbelievable. One time. So, I mean, there's tons of food stories about Mr. White because he hated cooking meat. Uh, he'd rather just pretty much eat it raw. <laughs> it was like he would bring in like raw meat, like ground beef, and like put it on the George Foreman grill in the office, and like <laughs> not like just just to warm it up a little bit. <laughs> oh, it was so gross, dude. But anyways, he he uh, one time uh, Bryce El Nicky, who's been on our show, he he was down there. He stayed at his house. He was an intern, right? Yeah. Um, but he stayed at his house for, for a little bit. And um, so Mr. I was there and uh, the, one of his girlfriends was there. And so she, she was going to be there and, and Bryce. And so he's like, Hey, you know, we're going to have burgers and you know, how you want your burger done or whatever stuff. I'm going to have burgers tonight. But him and his girlfriend, he's like, we're kind of like trying to watch our weight and stuff. So we're just going to, we're going to get some lamb. And then we'll get you like a regular beef burger and stuff. He's like, okay, cool. So he's like, so he gets two of each. He gets two lamb burgers and two beef burgers, you know, two for him and his girlfriend and then two for in case Bryce wants two. So he goes and grills. So he gets out on the grill. Well, he completely forgets which one was which. (laughs) (laughs) And and then, you know, and, and Bryce is like, you know, he's, he's a guy to this like you know orders a steak rare and all that stuff yeah, yeah. like it's you know it's not that but not that rare not you know <laughs> unthawed you know <laughs> and so anyways it was unthawed. more rare than he could stand <laughs> um so anyway but once he once he started cooking on the grill like he couldn't tell the difference he's like i don't know which one's which so he he throws this up throw them on a plate and they're just running <laughs> disgusting <laughs> and, <laughs> and he says I think these are the lamb and these are the beef, you know? He's like, so we'll get these and you take that. And so, and he said, Bryce, I got the lamb (laughs) burgers for sure. He's like, I didn't say anything, you know, try to be nice and good guest and all that stuff. But anyways, yeah, so he's like trying to chomp through. He's like, it was, I couldn't eat it. It was so gross. I got the lamb. It was completely raw. (laughs) It's just running. And he's like, I couldn't choke it down. (laughs) And he said, meanwhile, (laughs) Mr. Wright is over there like, the best lamb burger I've ever had. (laughs) So anyways. Good times. Oh, phenomenal. That's good. That it is. So anyways, food. All kinds of good on the road food stories. Yeah. I will say, uh, we we talked about bathrooms earlier. It's something I, that is a absolute life hack that I figured out on the road for your, for your health is you got to stop. You just want to go to the bathroom. So this is another thing. You need to go to the bathroom, right? You're stopping strictly to go to the bathroom. You're not buying anything. You're not, you don't need gas and you don't need any food or stuff. So some people feel some sort of obligation to, well, if I use their bathroom, I should buy something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That obligation. I, I don't feel that obligation, but 
you know, some people do. And it's definitely hard when like you're the only person there and there's a person at the counter, you walk in, you know, should you, is it hard? Whatever. I don't know. I, it's harder than if you don't have to make eye contact or communicate with anybody, but you know, so I'm, I go in and, and uh, you know, some people like to just pull into a McDonald's and you can, you know, go, but it's hit or miss, right? Like on the road gas station or even a fast food place, like, What's the bathroom situation going to be like? Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's kind of rough. I will say like if people I, I, growing up, I, you know, your mom would tell you like you get diseases from toilet seat. I tell you what, if you get a disease from a toilet seat, I'd have had it. <laughs> Unbelievable. So uh, public restrooms though. But anyways, so my point, get back to this. The best place to stop for to use the bathroom is and not you won't feel that obligation or anything is a hotel like Hampton, a, Inn. Hampton Inn, Holiday Inn Express, any of that stuff. bathroom and coffee. Yeah. And nobody's ever going to be in there in the middle of the day. Nobody's no ever asked hardly no in a care. lobby hotel room. It's going to be clean. It probably hadn't been used in days a lot of the time. Like it's crazy. Wait, the coffee or the bathroom? <laughs> yes. Okay. And so, yeah, you, you go in. The person at the front desk is just relieved they don't have to do anything for yeah, you and talk just, to you. They They're avoid eye That's great. They don't have anything to sell. They're just like, yeah, good. Okay, good. This guy's just walking past me. Sweet. Go to the bathroom. He gets it. Privacy. It's great. It's clean. And then, yeah, get you a coffee on the way out too. Do a little hat tip to them and just yeah. carry on. Say, hey, th- room 312 was great last night. <laughs> but no, you know. Room's only got two floors. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So that that's a thing I've, travel, I've figured out. Travel hack. Later, yeah, in my travel career. I love doing that. Yeah, that's good stuff. You know, another, another thing that's, um, yeah, well, we could get into a whole episode of travel quirks and hacks here we are it's the tra- harvest time companion episode you know you should always two things you should do while flying okay yes one is never ask someone their boarding position two always 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 tell the pilots they did a good job with walk off the plane yes, it's the worst it's always <laughs> just say, poke your head in say good job guys and just carry on he does Those do that. things he does do that that's absolutely true. And he gets so mad at people like in Southwest, yeah, I'm B12 or whatever. You, you go stand between the two poles that say I'm within this five. Like any non-idiot way. would understand. And, but these people like, we got to be in the correct order. Or they're not going to let us on the plane. Yeah. Like, I don't know, people, y'all, y'all already passed TSA. Nobody's kicking you off anything. Just settle down. Just go on there. It's crazy, man. I, I'm not. I get where you're coming from, but I'm not so militant about it. Like somebody asked me, like, I'm like, hey, man, they're just trying. You got to have principles in life. This is one of them. I'm like, yeah, here I am. I'm A37. You know? Okay, well, I'm 38. So you go in front of me. I'm like, dude, just go. You We're know? all cattle. But then they won't. Here. Come on. But anyways, we did find together, and we may have mentioned this on another episode. I don't remember. But, you know, it's open seating on Southwest. Everybody's first class is what they like to say. Hmm. We're all equal. Equally miserable. You're not supposed to save seats. But there's nothing in the unofficial rule book about discouraging people from wanting to sit by you. Yeah. And we have found, as as travel partners, we have found the key travel partners. to <laughs> successfully discouraging people from taking the middle seat. Yes, and it comes from uh, the old Mediterranean Sea. 
This is all good things, dude. Yes. Uh, it's the some people pronounce it Hamus. That's right. So uh, no, that's the terrorist group. The trick, the trick though is, you have the innocent-looking person sitting by the window, the guy with the hummus on the aisle seat. I'll be your huckleberry. And as the one. people come through and they're eyeballing seats and they're down to the middle row, and you know when they're wanting to come sit by you, uh-huh. and you're thinking this clown's not sitting by us. Yeah. What do you do in that situation? You, you, well, by that time, you know, you've probably eaten all, you start eating hummus as soon as you sit down, right? Yeah, it's off putting this committee, <laughs> just immediately. But then you get down to the, you've, you've gotten all the crackers, the won't crackers reach any farther. The crackers are gone. I've eaten all the crackers, but there's still a little hummus there in the corny corner. You get your fingy, you stick it in there and you wipe it on your tongue. While making eye contact. <laughs> While someone is about to say, hey, is that seat empty? They do not say Immediately anything. Immediately will keep going. They break eye contact and try to find literally anywhere else on the earth. They're like, I'm going to find this. What the what three words? I'm going to move to the different three words to this place. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. That that's a that's good the thing. trick. That's the travel hack for you. Some people like to take their hat off and put it in the middle seat. Some people just like to put their earbuds in and ignore people when they're trying cough to cough a lot. Them. Right when they yeah, yeah well, coughing works good too. Yeah. You know, uh, finger in the nose can work. Yeah, but for smell and sight combined, you can't be eating fingers with your hump with eating hummus with your fingy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it happens. It's pretty it's gross. <clears throat> so you're welcome. All right, you got any hotel hacks? You stay in a lot of hotel rooms. Don't stay in hotels where they give you a real key. <laughs> like a real house key? Don't yeah. want to stay in those places. What it would be better if it was like, you know, at the gas stations where they get have to you have to ask for a key and it's like got a text to a, a car iron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't stay in those places. If the door opens to the outside. <laughs> Go somewhere else if possible. I get it. You're going to find yourself in East Colorado sometimes, but <laughs> you do what you can. Uh, but no, there's really, it's just be nice to the people. Don't forget your cookie if you go to a double tree. That's, I've made that mistake so many times. Yeah, you got to ask forget for it. to get they the should, cookie. They just give it to you most time when I. Well, well anyways, yeah. I, I'm i a big, uh, big fan of hotels over uh vrbos airbnbs it's like you know get your get your housekeeping in here that's the thing is since covid uh they they like stop if you're staying multiple nights you're like wow you're here we just you know we're not gonna have housekeeping come you know for covid shut up for covid all right you i get it staffing's difficult just be just be honest with me you know but anyways i like a good Housekeeping service, man. Clean it up, make the bed, change. Do you sheets. tip housekeepers? You leave tips on the nightstand. <laughs> That's a different thing, but no, <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, but I do like when I'm saying it's somewhere like multiple nights. Like you're supposed to, like you know, when you say at Disney resorts and stuff like that. Some of the, some of that stuff you do, but not like in general. If I'm saying a Holiday Inn Express, usually that's just one night, anyways. But um, no, I don't. Should I? Is that something you do? Absolutely not. Oh, do you? You don't. Do you tip anybody? I try not to. 
you know, people give gifts to like their mailmen and garbage collector folks and stuff. I give a gift to the garbage collector every week, every Wednesday, in fact. Yeah. Two cans full. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, this is not Mayberry anymore. Just, Come on, man. Yeah. Um. Anyways, you know what inflation's doing? Come on. You know one thing I I have I started doing with COVID. I don't know if it does anything, but I started doing it. and It makes me feel better. That's actually that's what it does. It makes you feel better. Is I take Clorox wipes with me. On the road. You and my wife would get along swimmingly. And I'll tell you what, man, I I go in the room, I sit down on my back, get out of the Clorox wipes, and I wipe all the, you know, the high traffic surfaces, you know, as they say. The floor? And, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I like to stay grounded. I just get barefoot immediately. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. I I'm a big fan, big fan of, of cleaning it all up. I just if you if you let your mind really think about what happens in hotel rooms, you'd never stay in one. Let's well, be who thinks about honest. that? I try not to, but occasionally, you know, your mind wanders. You've listened to enough UFO podcasts. You don't know what the hell else to do. So, do you also yeah. bring a blacklight with you? God, no. <laughs> There's been murders uh, here. <laughs> let's hope. <laughs> but... Uh, Anyways, how do you like the millennial hotels like the Moxie in Memphis and those types of places? You know, you go in and you check in at a bar and yeah. they give you a beer when you check in. Yeah. Now I turn and it then down. I'm Baptist. They sure you do. And they have snooker tables and pool tables and, you know, shuffleboard, all kinds of fun things for. Yeah, it's a good time. You know, unemployed people to do. That's right. Uh, the interesting thing about that one is like they had. Like all your furniture was foldable and hanging on the wall, which is a deal. Like it's like, where's this chair that I can sit in? It's up there on the well, wall. It's art. It's civil uh, art. That's a little bit of a deal, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah, no closets, no, you know, concrete floors. It's... What do you do? Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, sometimes the trash can yeah. in the room. Yeah, trash cans in the room. It's good, and but the the trash can liner the bag is still folded and laying over the side what do they want you to do with that uh i always assumed that was a piece of trash because <laughs> someone missed the cannon it's like not like i get why that'd be great this should be lined you could just pick it up and throw out the stuff and put in a new liner. like that would be smart and good but i am not in the business of lining your trash can i'm in the business of using by the time i, get, I it's like i need to use a trash can i got you know, I just blew my nose. Here we go. Or whatever. I finish with my snacks and throwing <laughs> the crap away. And and here we go to this. I run, go to the trash can. Well, now, what about the other side? line the, the trash can before? They've put the liner in, but it's billowed out with air. Nothing will go down in it. It just lands on top. Oh, well, that's fine, too. I don't care. <laughs> no, I generally, generally you treat a hotel room like you treat a rental car. How's that? You know, badly. Really, I don't. I, I don't I try not to bed. disturb. I, I try not to disturb anything. Well, bed? I don't make the bed. Okay, no. so you've treated it badly. Well, I just you leave towels on the floor. Well, yeah, they ask yes, you. To, you they ask you to do that. Right. They so I pile it for them. You know, yeah. I, I just think it's just it's a mess. Yeah, 
If you know housekeeping's coming, though, I do try to get it in an order, you know, get all my stuff in the bag on the thing, you know, all my stuff together so they don't have to, like, sort through what's mine and what's not. Like, it's all, I pack up my toiletries. No, no, I I'll leave underwear way. laying around. Because I, <laughs> I figure, like, toiletries, like, I don't want them to get, you know, ammonia in my toothbrush or whatever they do if they're cleaning products. I don't know. Squirt, squirt. <laughs> I ain't trying to get that. So, I do that. So, so what's your brand of choice? Depends on what points uh, game I'm on. I think I'm going to go on Marriott here. This I'm on Marriott time. right now. I've been an IHG guy. It kind of depends. Whatever credit card's got the best sign-up bonus, you just do that for a bit. Mm -hmm. It's all about them points. Okay. You know, let's say do vacations later. Still all the points. Nice. I have no loyalty beyond points. It does. It is going to be one of the major brands. Yeah. Yeah, because you know some of the places system. we stay is Podunk, and there's you're lucky if there's a Holiday Express or a Hampton yeah. Inn. Yeah, and then maybe a Fairfield, you know. But mm -hmm. you stayed enough dumpy little places in middle of nowhere. Eventually, you got enough points to stay in, you know, the dumpy whatever, places in the middle of places, the, the Ritz Carlton <laughs> and Big City. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever you know. In theory, I don't ever do, actually do that. <laughs> I just like to tell myself I could one day. Yeah, look at this. I'm Hotel Point Rich. <laughs> I'm too scared of uh, staying in places where they valet your car. <laughs> this is true. You are. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. You have an aversion to valet. I well, I just got to I got to get all my I want all my stuff in order, you know, and I got to think through it. Like and I got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. I didn't get my affairs in order before the LA <laughs> yeah. arrives. Well, it's like I just strewn everything about, and so when I get to the hotel, I need to pack everything up and everything, and I don't want the valet guy waiting. Is like, hey, you gonna eat that? You know, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, I saw Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. And then if you need your car, like before you check out, you gotta like call it and you're back and forth and and then everybody you expect people expect to tip back to your thing you love tipping it they expect to tip every time anybody takes it from no, you no, gives it to you no. it's crazy no. and i don't know what you i'm don't tip when they pick it up because then they expect it i'll tip on the back side and then if they ask in the back side it's like i tip the front side <laughs> <laughs> well so i thought through this one time because i had a lot of time i was going to actually the ritz carlton in dallas I was meeting someone for a dinner there. But oh, is your rice it, guys fancy? Yeah, but it was not a, I wasn't staying there, but I was having dinner at the, some restaurant they had there where I had um, antelope. Yeah, you had an endangered species or something. Antelope, right? dude. Unbelievable. I like lions. If lions out there listening, I get it now. But anyways, <laughs> antelope, unreal. But I, but I, I looked it up on the way and it's like valet only. I like I don't have anything to tip, and it's free valet for the thing. Is what they said, free valet. But you know, and then, and then they really expect a tip, and so I'm like, I don't know. So I'm I'm looking because this is also I'm having my wife look up on the internet on our way there of what we're gonna do when we get there. You know, we got all this time in Dallas traffic, and so I'm like, all I got, the only cash I had was a twenty dollar bill. Like that seems like too much to tip, and so I'm like having her it Google is. like, how much do you tip? And I'm like few bucks five bucks maybe is a strong tip and i'm like God, dang it all i got's a 20 so i'm like whatever i said well and i can't do it on both sides because i only have one bill turn two <laughs> you get the rest of this when you yeah yeah so i pull up and i'm like all right 
and I also have a read like, how does valet work? Like, okay, you're supposed to do that. Like, what's the etiquette, right? I stand Get out up, of your car. There's the <laughs> you gotta hit, they're going to come with the key. They're going to give you a ticket. You're going to do, 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 do. And I'm like, okay, I'm like from Arkansas. I never do this. And so this is a few years back. And anyways, so we're doing all this and, and I get there and I'm like, all right, well, I said, so my thoughts were, if I'm only going to tip one side of this, it should be the front side. So that way they think I'm nice. And yeah, they may be anticipating even a bigger tip on the back end, but if they don't get it, see you later, I'm done. You can't do anything to me at this point. Like I'm out of here. And uh, so <laughs> that's my thoughts, you know? So I pull up in this old Ford, you know, Fusion. It's everybody's pulling in Jaguars and whatever else. And I'm this dumpy car. And so I, I pull in and I'm like, all right, because she'd read me all the things you're supposed to do and what's going to happen. And the red everything. So I'm like, all right, I got my 20. I'm ready. Um, so we get out. I hand the guy the keys, hand him 20 bucks. And and he's like, all right. He's like, he's like, are you going to eat? I said, yeah. He's like, I got you, man. He's like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it, keep it close. Is what he said. I'm going to keep it close. I'm like, all right. He's like, don't you worry about this. I'm going to keep it close. And I'm like, all right, sweet. Uh, that's good. That's probably good. That's probably even better than better than far away. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Sounds good, man. Uh, all right. bump him then. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I'm on my way. And then I get and get to the restaurant, meet the people, the just fellow rednecks, you know. And I'm thinking, I'm talking about my experience and not knowing what to do and everything. I'm like, you know what? I remember her saying, I'm supposed to get like a ticket and stuff. He didn't give me anything. <laughs> I might've just got my car stolen. <laughs> so I was like, I don't He's know. He's probably to- good with the fusion. <laughs> so anyway, well, the deal was when I, like, I mean, the guy was waiting for, like, he saw me walking. He's like, Hey, you ready yet? You, you know, you ready for a guy? I'm gonna, you know, like so that it was there before I could even get to the door. You know, the ticket He's, was the twenty dollar bill. Yes. So <laughs> his deal was like, you don't have to worry about a ticket. I'm keeping it close to me. He like parked it right on the on the right by the door, basically, and so he just had it ready, and he was ready for more money, but I didn't have it. So sorry, that was a, a long story that wasn't that exciting, but hope, good. hopefully everybody got a kick out of it, but. Yeah, I was worried I had my car stolen, but turned out LA's great. Yeah, just take it was funny because it was like, I mean, Aston Martin, you know, Bentley, Rolls Royce, Ford Fusion, (laughs) (laughs) right up front there, showing off the big guns. So, all right, this has been a joy. (laughs) Oh, we're still being sarcastic. Hopefully, everybody's harvest is going well. Yes, stay stay. Replay this again. That's right. Well, or yeah, because you might actually listen to some of the parts you didn't listen to the first time. (laughs) Oh, geez. But we appreciate everybody listening. We hope you have a safe harvest. Uh, Look out for each other and, you know, stay safe. Don't store it. Yes. As always, thanks for downloading and listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with folks you know in the business. And if you'd like to reach out anytime about anything at all or have any show ideas, you can always find us on Twitter at Elevators Cut. Follow us there, tweet at us, DM us, and we'll always respond. Till next time, for Roger, I'm Jason. For Jason, I'm Roger. Thanks for listening to The Elevators Cut. Oh!